Hey everybody, my name is Brian, that is Shane, and this is the Popcast. The Popcast Unleashed, to be specific. We got some topics today, but before we do, I wanted to ask you one question, Shane. Yes. How you doing, brother? <laughs> That's a question I've heard before. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing okay. It's Thursday. I'm actually feeling pretty amped. We got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about today, and... Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of, I don't know if I had too much coffee or something, but I feel like this is going to be a good show today. Yeah, so uh, we're, we are going to, let me explain the topics real quick. Then we'll, we'll talk to, the, then we'll talk to you guys in the chat. And then I, then I also want to uh, share some New Year's resolutions. So real quick, uh, the topics for today, it's going to be, <laughs> I don't want to use the word salty because we do, I do the salty show on Saturday with the salty guys. But it might be a little bit of a salty show. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be very honest, as it always is. Honest. What does honest. salty mean, other than not not like rage filled, but definitely like tepid? Is that the right word? Tepid. I mean, we just need to have a real conversation today about some stuff that people are maybe a bit confused about. So we will be opening the show this week for the first time ever with the weekly Terry because there's a lot to talk about there. And then we're going to go run right from Weekly Terry right into Fake News Friday. Because... Yeah, yeah back to back. A ton of stuff to talk about there. Um, and then we're going to give you... We're going to have some good news. We're going to talk about the, you know, the space missions coming up. The downfall mm. of Black Adam. <clears throat> Fun times. How is... By the way, I disagree with every person on that. So that's going to be nice. Mm. The House of the Dragon uh, season two, some news about that. Um, also, uh, Star Trek animated stuff. Prodigy, Lower Decks. Mostly Prodigy. Mostly Prodigy. And, Actually, uh, all Prodigy, but yeah. And then uh, uh, Picard and Strange New Worlds, again, wrapping it up. Then the members section, we're tackling the Quantum Leap return. David Tennant uh, back as Doctor Who and what that means. We got some new news on that. The next James Bond movie and the upcoming DC slate, which is in constant flux. So, so much. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, let's first say hello to everybody here. Happy New Year to Archmage Frey, Penny, Jeremy Snyder, that old Yorkshire geek. Uh, Let's see here. Five dollar super chat from Play the High Note. Paramount released the first episode of Picard season three on YouTube to silence the critics. Hmm, that might work. We'll talk more about that. I think. Yeah. Um, let's see. We also said hello to Donnie Pearson. Good to see you. And Dijon Pesic. And let's see who else we got in here. Kenneth LaRoque made it. I know he's working, but he just showed up john burns welcome to you too sir super chat damar is awake from monday night football hi guys oh it's great news that is that is great news we should orville nation what's up buddy welcome good to see you and the ultimate alien happy new year's uh the damar news is interesting i don't know if you guys follow football but uh, we had a player on monday night who was part of the buffalo bills um made a tackle stood up and then collapsed to the floor having a essentially a heart heart attack 
And uh, for nine minutes, they had to go out there and like try to resuscitate him. And they rushed into the hospital in critical condition. So things were like really on the edge right. uh, for football fans and kind of that whole world. But uh, good news, he is awake. And thank you, John, for sharing that with us. That's awesome news. Yeah. On that topic, real quick, and I'm not trying to get banned from YouTube, but why is it that people are getting... <laughs> I don't like hearing that. <laughs> why is it that like... In the last two years, this is this is the argument, right? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not. But when you right. hear when you hear about that kind of stuff, and you go, um, the the amount of like random, just like people dying out of nowhere, mm. like sudden. I didn't even know this was a thing. That sudden adult death syndrome is an actual thing. Really, I've I've never heard of that. People like, would, like like the sudden infant death. There's right. a sudden adult yeah, death. There's okay. sudden adult death, and people just dying. People with no history of heart. People healthy uh, athletes, no history of heart issues. You know, having heart attacks over the last couple of years, it's it's skyrocketed. And like when I say skyrocketed, it's like it's a massive percentage that that even like the the most reasonable news source, the the people that don't want to talk about anything that's fringe have to admit and like what what what's the what's the difference like what happened in the last two years <laughs> that hasn't happened in 50 years oh well well that's kind of what i was wondering like is this something somebody made up when they noticed that you know adults sometimes just die for no reason like it in their sleep they'll man they're, they're dead all right you know the, the clock has run out so is that what you're talking about um no because i'm not talking about like 90 year olds that die in their sleep I'm talking about like 22 year olds that, that go just out for die a job no and just collapse and no one knows why. And they never figure it out. And they don't figure it out, dude. Hmm. They've had oh. to classify it. So the thing is, it's over the last couple of years, it has skyrocketed these cases. And is the only thing that the only thing that's that's new in two years, unless there's something I'm not aware of, is the coof. Could be that. That's a that's a good one. Um, it also could be like the that the fact that Red Bull has become like a child beverage uh, in the last decade. It's become this, you know, and and it's so highly caffeinated that, yeah. So I mean, I mean that listen, could be part of it. I have a I have a, a literal art project, and it's a <laughs> it's a it's it's a going to be a she shed made out of Red Bull cans. I mean, but you're a 40 year old man. So, I mean, your, your body's been there, done that, but you know, these developing young people, I don't know how much caffeine, you know, they've always said, Oh, caffeine's going to stunt your growth. I'm pretty sure that was just like something to get people to stop drinking caffeine. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't think caffeine stunts your growth. I don't think so either. That's what they used to say when we were kids, like, mm. you know, while we were sitting there drinking Mountain Dew, corn syrup, which arguably not better, corn but you're syrup. probably right. Sugar. Oh, yeah. It probably has something to do with. I mean, I hate to say it, but it probably has something to do with something recent. If it's a recent phenomena that's being, you know, it's not something that's been happening for 20 years that nobody was tracking. If it's suddenly something new, well, you do have to kind of say what's new in the world. Uh, what did everybody do? You know, you know, the real tracker would be find out if those people got their got their shots. That would actually be. I wasn't even blaming the shots. I was just blaming the coof in general. I mean, you mentioned it. So I'm just saying if they got their shots or if they had the if they had if they had COVID, they could check and see. You know, if there's anything related, I'm sure there's groups that are oh. going to get all kinds of money from the government for that. So no problem. Um, it's working on it's not working on the other on the members channel. Let me fix it real quick.
Sorry, you guys. John Burns super chat. Demar collapsed after a hit during Monday Night Football. Brian. Oh. Sure oh. Okay. My bad. See, I don't. I, this is how little of sports I watch. <laughs> yeah, he did not suffer from adult death. What is it? A, adult in, instant death syndrome for adults. What was it? I don't no. even know what it's called, man. It's it's uh, for kids. It's sudden infant death syndrome. So for adults, sudden adult death syndrome. I guess is what it, suds. No, yes, yeah, sads, I guess is what they would call it. Yeah, sads, I guess, yeah. At John um, Super Chat 279, Brian's body knows a few things because it's seen. That's true. That's very factual. Yeah. Um, What channel is it not? Where is the other not working on? We can tell you some of his stories about uh, Taiwan. He's <laughs> seen some things. Why are we talking about Taiwan stuff? I <laughs> thought we were beyond the Taiwan. It's an old joke, but. I think it's Thailand. By the way, Thailand. You're right. It wasn't Taiwan. Thailand. You're right. Taiwan. You probably wouldn't see as many. Oh, it's not working on the main Thailand. channel. Okay, I'll fix it right now. Oh, oh, <clears throat> sorry, guys. <laughs> it was muted. <laughs> hey, the members section is back to audio. My bad. Thanks, guys. Okay, and also let's go with a uh, happy new year. Also to Josh Howard. Thanks. First time catching the show live. Glad to see you here. And uh, the Random Menace is here. Insane Hippie, Hippie Insane. Great name. Love that name. And also Mexican Iron Man is in the house. Our our uh, our, our brown skin brother. Appreciate you being here. Always glad to see you. I literally can't wait to go to lunch with you. I told you Doomed that. And, and uh, also Doomed Hut and Bacon Jr. Welcome. Uh, yeah, Mexican Iron Man is going to be in the in the area. And uh, he said he's going to come and and basically kidnap you from your house. Yeah. And take you to lunch, which I want that to be videotaped, please. Yeah, so my wife thought it was a threat, and I was like, "No, babe, it's not a threat. It's a promise." <laughs> <laughs> we got some David Nunya Nunya love here. Check it Give out, guys. David. We Jeremy made a Schneider's shirt. back. Woo! We made a Thailand uh, shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys remember the joke of Brian was talking about how it would be amazing to visit Thailand, I think. And what was the joke? Yeah, it was the joke we like all about visiting Thailand. Right? Yeah, I was like, I think I think it would be awesome to visit Thailand because it's like. <laughs> really cheap and it's beautiful <laughs> and they have all these, what you're saying that's not what you're saying they you're have all these like, amenities no no i had but there's a lot of reasons but then shame right. was like isn't it like the <laughs> pedophile capital of the world or the, something the pedophile like capital of the world like and someone in the chat was like yep yeah, that's what it is <laughs> that's old, old <laughs> fat men go there <laughs> to, to commit crimes and then it turned into a whole thing. So it was a whole thing for like two weeks. So we made a shirt and we, we didn't even tell the designer what the joke was, but he awesome. still put land of beauty and romance. In the <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's great. That's great. That's hilarious, man. Real quick. I got a new year's resolution and I know I'm not trying to drag this out, but I got a new year's resolution. And I want to tell as many people as possible so that you guys can keep me accountable. That's okay. the point. If you make a New Year's resolution to yourself, you might as well just right then decide it's not going to happen. If you just go out to the air and just say, I plan to do this this year, ain't going to happen. You need people to keep you accountable. Okay? This year, I have been sick like every three weeks. I've been sick. I'm sick right now. I'm constantly sick. My knees hurt. My ankles hurt. This year, I'm getting healthy, baby. I'm going to <laughs> the gym. I'm getting healthy. And I'm going to stop drinking so many damn Red Bulls. And listen, that's not 
an offense to Red Bull. I love you guys. Red Bull's awesome. Please sponsor us. Okay, day day four hundred and thirty-five of asking to be sponsored, but I'm gonna stop drinking so much of it. I'm gonna get healthy. I'm getting healthy this year, baby. Okay, five dollars super chat from Orville Nation. FYI, Sean Mike's "Living on the Orville" rap song premieres tomorrow, guys. Awesome. Yeah, we need to check that out. And uh, where can we see that? If you can get us a link, um, PJ. That'd yeah, be great. send us a link to that. John Burns, 279, Vatican City, had an age of consent of 12 once. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? A lot of the world had weird consent ages uh, Sorry, does that, that we not track, though? frown upon today. Does definitely. that not track, though, that the, the Vatican City had an age of consent of 12? Sort of tracks. I mean, the problem is, is most of that stuff you're talking about, the age of consent was usually little boys. So the problem was, is for the, you're talking about priests and all that thing that went right, on, right, right. probably still goes on a lot of people. Okay. So a lot of people join the priesthood, right? Right. To, because you have to dedicate your life to God. Well, part of it is, is that if you're gay, there's no point in going out and getting married. You can't get married in public anyways, because the people wouldn't let gay people get married and you couldn't have a relationship. So you might as well become a priest. Right. Right. And so then you serve God, right? You're a priest, you're gay. But those feelings don't go away, so you end up with these altar boys, and then you know one thing gets the other. The the the, the age of consent thing, I think, is for for girls, really. I, I right? don't know. I feel so throughout time. All of a sudden, I wish you wouldn't have said anything. Well, no, it's. I mean, it's Thanks, true. John Byrne. Appreciate that. It's historical. I mean, listen, we're, we're not going to hide from history the fact that that most women were having kids when they were 12, 13, 14 for centuries because that's the way the world. You, people didn't live very long, so they had kids when they were little. It's not good. It doesn't work in our times. That's why Thailand should be shut down for that kind of thing. <laughs> John Burns, $2.79. That movie was direct to the cutting room floor. Yeah, listen, the if anyone can find information on this movie, it's a <laughs> science. It's sci-fi. It's called Welcome to Planet Earth. Okay. It stars George Went and Shauna yes. Reed. He was Norm from Cheers. Yes. He was Norm. The back of it is almost pornographic. I, That's I probably why he was never in any more movies. After that one, they're like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I can't really show you the back. It's rated R. Yeah, so someone tell me, where is, what is this? Where did this come from? I couldn't even, I Googled it and I couldn't find it. So, huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody made it. I don't know, it's legit. Um, it's a legit movie. John Burns, 279 Super Chat. Corey Feldman was in Stand By Me and The Burbs. Yes, and fantastic in both. Yeah, uh, the Burbs is one of my like guilt, like one of my all time favorite movies. Yes, and so was Wesley Crusher, who's also in Stand by Me. Yeah, we're talking that stuff. Um, all right, are we ready to get into it or what? Yeah, baby, let's do it. Let's just let's just get into it because yesterday was a weird day. It was a hilarious day. Yeah, let me uh, let me find that tweet real quick. I didn't set that up. You. Ah, it's the, there we go. Got to have that on. All right. I see it. So what's interesting is, uh, wait, I, I don't wait, know if you want to rock the wait, intro first. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold up, bro. Okay. Hold your horses, Shay. Here we go. Put the right hand. You guys ready for this? You guys ready for this? Are you ready for this? Let's go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Quick super chat. Uh, George Went was in House of William Cat. I didn't know that. Oh, and it was hmm. in House. Oh, House. Like that, the TV show? That was show? a great show. Yeah. Oh. Okay, here we go. The Week 
weekly terror. Wait, I gotta start this over again. What? The, every week you gotta do it twice. No, it's because I keep forgetting to record. One more time. Oh. The weekly Terry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, welcome to the weekly Terry, where we are we are gonna talk about some stuff today. It's gonna be oh, yeah. it's gonna be heavy today because Star Trek is is become such a such an interesting place. Pretty much most of new Star Trek just sucks. Yeah. It's really just terrible. It's like yeah. awful. A couple of things we want to tell you guys before we start this. Um, I don't know how long you've been watching us, um, but it's really important that you know that we started on YouTube many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. About the same time that Nerdrotic started and Doomcock started. We all started about the same time. Okay. Right? Amongst a bunch of other YouTubers. Egotastic Fun Times, another one. So... We all started about the same time, and we all started talking about how terrible new Star Trek was right, right. from the beginning. Right. Absolutely awful. And we kind of, you know, became a community together. Now, after a short time, Brian and I doing this this type of show, this two-person show, um, wasn't really working out great for us. Um, people were showing up. We get lots of great views. We ended up turning our primary channel into like a documentary style type thing, which most of you guys watch. And it ended up really working out better for us. Yeah, that but, also fit our creative uh, like need more, too. I think so, yeah. Because talking about the Well, but what we realized was that after a couple of years of doing that, we missed doing this. Right. Uh, because this is also an outlet for us. So, But while, while that was happening, all the great big channels, they kind of just passed us by. So... <laughs> they became super popular. You know, Nerdrotic went, you know, crazy. Doomcock went crazy. Everybody went crazy. Okay. And we kind of said, well, we started over. New channel, whole bunch of new stuff. And a lot of really great uh, fans and people who come and watch us now. And we love it. But don't for any moment or second think that because our subs are 18, 1.85K, <laughs> that we haven't been here since the beginning. Yeah, and heard all of the narratives from the beginning. Okay, don't think that our opinion is any less valuable as a result of the fact that we have less people watching because we know as much, if not more, than some of these other people. Okay, very interesting. So, but one person who knows a lot more than us is Robert Meyer Burnett. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. He's been doing this gig a lot longer than the rest of us have. Yeah, he's yeah even even longer than everyone else. Yeah, even longer than everybody else. He's been just he's been doing it. And uh, he's he's a respected member of the community. And he's he's what we would call probably like kind of one of the respected elders. Right. He's probably about, I don't know, 10 years older than me. And uh, he's just he's a respected member of the community. So but sometimes he does wild things. You know what I mean? He just kind of does crazy stuff. So yesterday on Twitter, I don't even know where it came from out of the blue. Maybe he saw one of Doomcock's videos. But Rob basically called Doomcock out. Do you have that tweet? Can we pop it up real quick? Yes, we can. Here we go. So <laughs> I call you out. out the he, he, go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it for us. Doomcock, I call you out. I demand you and I stream together after Picard's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it in RMB's voice, right? After okay. Picard's season four airs. You must watch four episodes and then come on my channel. And we review the series together. 
I'm willing to bet those four episodes will will, will win you over. You game at Terry Metalis. Okay, so so Robert put this out, and let me tell you something. This was a good natured tweet. We haven't talked to Rob since this came out, but we know his personality. This is a good natured tweet, despite the fact that there's a bunch of capital letters in here. And as we all know, old people don't know how to use caps. So, including ourselves sometimes. Um, this was more of a, this was a tongue-in-cheek tweet. Um, and part of the problem is, is that Rob, Rob believes that everybody, once the truth is, is made available to everyone, everyone will see it and every reasonable person will come to the light. But what Rob does not realize is that, that Doomcock is not, uh, he, is, he is an ideologue. And we're going to talk more about that. Okay. He has become an ideologue. So Doomcock replies back. And I'm not exactly sure why he did this, but he deleted like the three of the tweets that he initially sent back to Rob. Yeah. Which was, okay. and I'll tell you why he, what? Yeah. I'm going to let you that real quick side note. I don't know why people delete their tweets constantly. It's almost like they're tweeting, they're not thinking, and then they're deleting. Well, that's that's pretty much what happened. So <laughs> we never delete our tweets unless we misspelled so, something. No, we don't. We don't. So, but he the reason why he deleted them was because he came back really hard at Rob. Like he came back talking about how you don't want me on your show because I will mess you up and you know, and just really coming at him like from a place of of not very cool. And I think if you'll notice uh, the tweets that he has up now, he left some of them later on, but those initial tweets were very angry and and uh, like kind of aggressive. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want me on your show. I will end you. I will. I mean, just like a lot of, a lot of making him look like he's superior. Right. Which I get that's kind of maybe his stick. And by the way, got nothing against uh, what he does because Listen, it's hard enough to make money in this damn world. Yeah. Okay. So if you can figure out a way to do it and still still go to bed at night with a clear conscience, uh, do it. Yeah. A okay. great man once said, it's hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> Hate the game, not Pimp the player. Pimping ain't easy. And pimping ain't easy. Yeah. Uh, another great man once said, uh, you're either slinging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Okay, I don't know about that one. But Rest okay. in peace, Biggie Smalls. Oh, okay, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so, so he came at him really hard, and he must have looked at it later. And I, I'm not exactly sure why, but he, he, he removed some of it. So basically, saying if I came on your show, you know, I would screw you up. <clears throat> so it's gone. And he left some of the more, I guess, what he would just determine as reasonable posts. Um, and some of these posts are interesting because it says here, uh. For fuck's sake, I'll say it slowly. Listen this time. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's Kurtzman Trek. You're cheerleading for the guys that killed Star Trek. Your support only helps them to keep killing Trek. The only hope is to drive Secret Hideout away, not reward them. Got it? Okay. This, I have noticed, is ba the basic and essential argument against supporting Picard Season 3. Let me give you guys some some little bit of backdrop. If you don't know, we have already seen Picard season three. Okay, we've already seen it. Doomcock has not seen it. Right. Robert Meyer Burnett has seen it. 
all the people saying it's going to be awful have not seen it. They're not seeing it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, listen, and uh, let me tell you something. If we were in your shoes and we had not seen it, we would be saying it's probably going to suck. Yeah. <clears throat> we would be saying, I don't trust these guys. Right. It's going to be terrible. I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Okay. So no begrudging anybody who's saying that, that they think it's going to be a pile of garbage. So what we've said is it's not a pile of garbage. It's actually fantastic Star Trek. Rob has said it's fantastic Star Trek. Now, if you watch us, you'll know that we've hated everything pretty much coming up through Star Trek up till now. Right. With the exception of a little bit of Strange New Worlds, which when they went into the Gorn, it started to really make me angry. So we're <laughs> going to reassess Strange New Worlds. Shane got like unreasonably angry, in my opinion, about the Gorn. I didn't like it. I didn't like the a alien ripoff. But anyways, so Picard seasons one and two were awful. Discovery seasons one through 10 or 12 or how many seasons they have now is absolutely terrible. I know they have four going on five, but I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. It's awful. It's yeah, terrible. It's all bad, New yeah. Star Trek came out of the gates and fell on their face and, and, and gashed open their head. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah. We made, and we made tons of videos about how terrible it was. Yes. yes. Like so videos guys, with no, hundreds no. of thousands of views. Like we've been very clear that we don't like this. Yeah. So if you have agreed with us up till now, we're not saying that we have the exact same taste that you do, but if we, if we've all agreed up to this point, we're all on the same page. Right. And we come out and say, guys, we just we could just come out of the movie theater and we look at you and say, oh, shit, this is great. And you look at me and you say, no, it's not. It can't be. Now we got a problem. Right. And the problem is, is that I have to question where you're at. So I get why Doomcock does what he does. Uh, he took a stand against new Star Trek years ago, and he's. He's making a living off of it. That's what he does. Maybe he does believe everything he says. Fine. Okay. And he's got, and he's a lot in the boat with a lot of other people. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if your goal is to get new Star Trek, to want to watch good Star Trek again, then your goal should be to want new Star Trek. Right. If your goal is to get Alex Kurtzman fired because you're mad at him for messing up Star Trek already, then that's a different thing. Right. Okay. Alex Kurtzman did mess up Star Trek. All right. But we cannot continue to say we're going to hate all Star Trek because if any Star Trek is good, then he's going to get rewarded for it. So I'm going to go more into that in a minute, but I want to just address, you have to ask yourself, do you want good Star Trek? Or can we only have good Star Trek under your terms? Right. Do we only get good Star Trek if they do it the way you think that they need to do it? Or can we just have good Star Trek and it doesn't really matter who gets the credit? It's become personal for a lot of people. Well, yeah, it's become a, it's become a, a war of sorts. It's become a war. There's a lot of angry people here in the world. Okay. And there's a lot of people pissed off about politics and social things and everything. And everybody's drawing up battle lines everywhere. Okay. And I get it. So I understand why. Well, this is an easy one. Star Trek sucks. It doesn't have to. So pick a side. Well, we're on the side where we want Star Trek to be good. 
But when we say, okay, hey guys, here is good Star Trek. And you say, well, I'm still not going to support it even if it's good. Hold the damn phone for a second. Yeah. Why are we not going to support it? Okay, so the argument is we don't want Kurtzman to be there any longer. So let's have everything fail. Note to everyone, Star Trek isn't failing right now. No, it's not. Despite us and many other people saying, screw most of this new Trek, it's still happening. It's going to keep happening because Star Trek is Picard's franchise. It's it's its franchise. It's his flagpole, tentpole franchise. They are dragging in so many people, including new people, okay, that don't have a good history lesson on Star Trek to watch these shows. Right. They're making money. So... We can't, we can't wait them out. We can't starve them. We don't have enough people to surround the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's, there's no, there's no waiting out uh, as bad Star Trek. You have yeah. to reward, <laughs> reward the good Star Trek. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So what we have to do is, if they make good Star Trek, we have to say, okay, this is good Star Trek. We want this, and we have to be loud about it. Okay, now here's the thing. Terry Metalis, um, who's doing Picard season three. And I understand you don't know this because you haven't seen it yet. So, you know, see it with your own eyes and then tell us whether you agree. What we're telling you is it's a return to Berman era Star Trek. Okay. It's good Star Trek. Yeah, what we've we, been asking we for, saw all it. of us wanted. I know, I know the joke is we saw it allegedly. I'll tell you right now. It's not. We, we saw it. We saw it the entire season. We're done with allegedly because people think we're tongue and cheeking it here. Yeah, we were okay. we, we were we were trying to not get in trouble, but F it. We 100% saw it, and it's really is a return. It's like watching Star Trek The Next Generation Season 8 or whatever. It's amazing. Right, and so we need to make sure, and we're going to get to you guys' super chats here in just a second. I just want to get through this beginning dialogue, and then we'll, we'll have a discussion um, about it. But I, I think it's important that you note, that you know, that Terry Metalis, okay, um, you know, is a different kind of guy. He is, he's not like all the other showrunners right now. He's a guy with Star Trek, uh, lineage. He's he did Voyager. I know we've talked about this a million times. He did Voyager, right? He did Enterprise. He's got Star Trek chops and he loves old Star Trek, just like the rest of us do. Okay. So when he went to go make Picard season three, all right, he was able to just go make the Star Trek he wanted to. Forget Kurtzman, forget everybody else. I know everybody's mad at him. I get it. But Picard season three is, you know, is not, uh, you know, these people waving their wand and telling Metallus what to do. No, this is Metallus yeah. got to make Star Metallus Trek. got to do to what it. he wanted to do. And he wanted to make it for us. Now, what Doomcock said, which I thought was interesting, was he said, it doesn't matter if it's good. Because we don't want secret hideout here. We don't want Kurtzman here. If we thought that we could punish, if we could get rid of Kurtzman and secret hideout some way, shape, or form, we'd be first in line to do it. But here's the reality. The studio heads do not care. Right. They do not care. If money is being made, it doesn't matter. They are not going to fire Kurtzman as long as he's making them money. The best thing we can do is force him to make the Star Trek that we want by being vocal. Remember when everybody said, hey, we really like this uh, this 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 Anson Mount guy, right? 
they, right. the voices of the fans were loud. They went and made a series, Strange New Worlds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the, literally, the moment they saw a positive outcry from the community, they responded. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is, is if, if old fans rush in and new fans, and everybody loves it, then then hopefully they'll let Terry make more Trek because he loves old Trek like the rest of us. Legacy yeah. Trek. Yeah. He wants to see more of the legacy flavor of Trek going forward. Okay, this is what we're telling you. This is this is like this training is, a dog, guys. If it does something bad, you need to, you know, reprimand it. If it does yeah. something good, you give it a treat. Like yeah, you don't go, yeah. you know what? I'm done with the dog altogether. Unless unless you are like this. If you just like are out, that's cool. But like note that your you being out of the game is not going to change the game whatsoever. You're not gonna starve out Paramount because it's like trying to starve out people that live in a grocery store. Ain't gonna right, happen. And there's no there's no guarantee that after Kurtzman that they hire somebody who loves Star Trek. No, I mean, Kurtzman, we know Kurtzman doesn't love Star Trek. We yeah. know it. He's there's, not a Star Trek guy. There's hiring executives. Okay. They just want to make money. Yeah. Brian Fuller was a Star Trek guy. He got hired. Brian Fuller screwed up. So Kurtzman got the job. Right. Epically okay, screwed it. up. Epically Kurtzman. screwed up. Everyone that, that that's not anything. People, people that hang their hat on Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller had a vision. No, Brian Fuller epically screwed up. Well, he was he so outside up. the range that they brought in someone that didn't even know anything about Trek. Well, he he wanted to focus. He didn't want to focus on Star Trek. He wanted to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And he was way over budget and he was way delayed and they were done with it. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I don't know if you would have liked Brian Fuller's Star Trek either because he's yeah. the one who brought in Discovery. He, you know, I know it's there's some people say it's a little different, but go watch our is, video, The Untold Story. Yeah. My point is, is there is no, there's no assurance that once Kurtzman goes, we're going to get a Star Trek guru because the reality is Paramount executives don't really, that's not their focus, right? They want somebody who's going to come in and under budget uh, on price and make stuff people are willing to buy a subscription for. That's it. They're not looking for the next big guru unless as a fan base, we're like, this is what we want. Okay. And we don't know if you know, what's going to happen with Terry Metalis? His star's on the rise. He's doing a bunch of other stuff, okay? But he wants to do more Star Trek, and who knows? Maybe he gets to the place where he becomes the Star Trek guru, and we have a guru of someone who's actually a Star Trek fan. Right. Okay. So that, I just want to line it up there, because you not watching Star Trek Picard Season 3 does not mean Alex Kurtzman goes away. What it does mean, you don't watch Picard Season 3, Perhaps this Terry Metalis thing was just a flash in the pan and we go back to doing other stuff. And if that's the case, and if you're like, well, shit, I already gave up on Star on Star Trek. I don't care. I don't care if they don't make anything else. I don't care what they're going to make in the future. You are not a Star Trek fan. You are an ideologue. Okay. Star Trek fans want Star Trek to be fixed. We right. want more new Star Trek. Okay. That's Star Trek fans. If you're not a Star Trek fan anymore, that's fine. You can go love the old stuff. You're a fan of what happened before, what used to be, but you're now you're an ideologue. Now it's about principle. It's not about results. The principle is more important than the results. And if the principle, let me tell you something, you can go hungry on principles. Okay. And we want to be fed. We want to be fed more Star Trek. Now we want it to be good and we're going to continue to blow them up if they're bad. Yeah. But right no. now this is good. Just to be clear, we haven't gone soft. Okay. Not at all. If it's bad, it's getting it's getting flamed, hundred percent. If it's bad, it's getting criticized. 
We will we will criticize. We will hit the dog when it pees on the carpet, and we'll give it a treat when it when it shakes hands or whatever. Right. Like it, now, if, if, if it's bad, it deserves criticism. It'll get criticism. If it's good, right. it's gonna get rewarded for for good. It's this is honesty. That's what, yeah. Just be honest. But Jesus. But but I get it. So, so but some people are more interested in being right than 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 being honest. Some people are more interested in getting their way as opposed to getting maybe what they want deep down. Okay? Right. And so that's the problem we have here. When people are saying, <clears throat> I'm not going to support any Star Trek until they get rid of Alex Kurtzman. Guys, Alex Kurtzman isn't really the problem. The problem is, is the Star Trek executives who hired Alex Kurtzman knowing that he was not a Star Trek guru. Now, who's going to fire the executives that own Star Trek? So that can make you mad. Or we can, as fans, we can say, this is the guy we want making Star Trek, and we can fight behind that. Right. Okay? That's what we can do. So, you know, if you don't want to watch it, that's your, we support your personal, you know, take on what you want to do. Yeah, sure. I just want to say, you know, don't tell me that you're, you know, you want good Star Trek. And then when I tell you that, that there's good Star Trek coming and you tell me, well, it doesn't matter because that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So that's, that's it. Yeah. And, know, that, and that, then that's what it is. It's, we're not, we're not saying, you know, uh, you need to watch it to to be a good person. No, no, no. We don't. If you watch no. it or don't watch it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't care. But here's the deal: like, if you go, I just want good Star Trek. Okay, here's good Star Trek. Oh, but wait, uh, the people in charge of the bad Star Trek also made right. that. So, well, well hold, the, the, hold the phone. Like, let's separate the two. Do you want good Star Trek or are you just done? Now, if you're just done with Star Trek, okay, that's fine. Listen, I'm. Dude, I'm done with Willow. <laughs> All right. I'm right. done with Star Wars. I'm done. Um, like, I can't get okay. behind anything new. Like for Star Wars, I'm just no I have zero interest anymore. It's it wasn't it's not even like I'm not even like taking a stand. This is not like some kind of like, you know, uh thing I'm trying to stand on my my box and make a statement. No, no, it's more like I just don't care anymore. And right. If that's the case, if you're like, you just don't care anymore, and like nothing excites you about Star Trek, that's completely fine. I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. But there but, are so many people. But Brian, if you're still passionate about it and you want good Star Trek, here, here yes. it is. Well, he, here's the problem. Right. So now there's a bunch of people. Right. And not everyone I understand. Now there's a bunch of people on Twitter, I guess, that say they no longer care about, they're no longer watching Star Trek, but then get mad when they get blocked by somebody like Terry Metalis. When they said they were just criticizing new Star Trek. So, you know, so then they say, well, it, it, Terry needs to, to win us over. I'm like, well, you're already gone. You can't be won over. So you can't have it both ways. Right. You know, now it feels like it's more about attention than it is about, you know, do we want an end result here or do we just want to bitch about something? What do we want? Well, if it's, you know, it's, that's and if you ask them straight up, you go, the end result is I want Kurtzman to be hung in the town square and Paramount <laughs> to sell Star Trek to uh, a studio that appreciates it. By the way, I, I have, I'm totally blackpilled on Hollywood. Ready? Yeah. I don't believe there is a single studio that actually cares about any franchise. I think that they buy and sell and they trade franchises like Pogs, 90s reference, in order to make 
the most amount of money order to make a statement and they do not care about the franchise now the creative people they hire may or may not be on board like terry metallis definitely loves star trek and i'm sure there's other creators out there like like like, uh uh, belisario obviously loves quantum leap there are people that care about the franchises they work on but i do not think i don't think a single studio that could buy star trek cares about star trek they all they care about is green baby that's what they yes. care about. So like so right. selling it is all all you're doing is just trading it to another you know uh capitalist pig. And then on well, the other I, on the other hand of that, sorry, real last thing. No, no, go ahead. On the other hand of that, um firing Kurtzman isn't going to change anything. Unless no, they're just not. Like if if Kurtzman's contract is up, like when, when you see those videos, a like, Kurtzman contract is up next year. All right, cool. So let's say Kurtzman's out. As he goes to Disney and starts making She-Hulk or whatever, right? Um, they bring in another guy, and they they assign now Akiva Goldsman's and start start Star Trek. Okay, he's not he's not mm-hmm. making it though. He's he, he's just the guy in charge of this of that portion of the studio. Well, and you got to remember too that like if you think that Kurtzman by himself is like green lighting and saying, you know, I know they said he's in charge of Star Trek. You know, I, I know for certain that it's not just Kurtzman that has to approve things. It's studio heads who also have to agree on ideas and things being done because of budgeting things. So it's not just Kurtzman. There's more people involved. They're above it. And frankly speaking, none of them are classic Star Trek fans. Right. And until you get somebody in there, that's a classic Star Trek fan, you're not going to make Star Trek like it was made before. This is like the best we've got. Right. Um, Let's go into some super chats here real quick. John Burns, $2.79 Picard season two did much to kill Star Trek. You are so right, John. And everybody who is sick and tired and over Star Trek right now because of Picard season two, you are, you you are right. Yeah. Like you are right to feel the way that you feel because they pulled the wool over our face on that one. I still think Picard season one was a worse, was a worse season. It was of of Picard, but I think the most offensive thing about Picard season two is that up until like the last episode, we felt like they it could be written out of the of the corner it was painted into. Well, and the worst thing about Picard season two was that it, there was sort of this underlying promise that don't worry, Picard season two is going to be better than season one. Right. There was this underlying thing that had people had they right. had hope, and it started off right? that way. It did. And there it were like glimmers of, of hope, and there was like there were some good things about it, and then like. And up literally up until the last episode, you're like, well, they can definitely pull up out of this barrel roll roll into the ground. And it could be all all big, one big giant trick that can just amaze us. It was not not the case. <laughs> right. John Burns, $2.79 Super Chat. Brian, was Dark Matter good Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was actually a really good show. Orville Nation, $5. Uh, most everyone doesn't understand there is a window of opportunity for Terry to take over Trek if he proves himself with Picard season three. Thank you, PJ. That is such an excellent point. We have a really, he's right. So for any of you guys who are on, who are kind of thinking the way we think, we want more good Star Trek, okay? Then this is the way. Yeah. If, if you watch Picard season three and you fall in love with it and you're like, yes, this is great. Let's do more of this. Then we have to push that Okay, because the studio is going to need some sort of feedback. If you've noticed, there really hasn't been an announcement for a replacement show for Picard yet. Right. This is the end of Picard. 
Okay, one way or the other, this is it. Picard season three will be the end of the show named Picard. Something else will take its place, but it hasn't been announced yet. Right. Depending on how things go, I think will depend on what the next show is we get, whether or not we move forward in this time frame, whether or not we end up with a Starfleet Academy show, whether or not Section 31 actually happens. All these things are still out there, but PJ's right. Now is the time. So the reason we're so excited about it, okay, the reason why we're here doing this right now, the only reason, and I hope you guys understand, we're not attacking Doomcock. We're not attacking anybody who's pissed off about Star Trek. We understand. What we're trying to do is get into this narrow window of opportunity to have some sort of a positive reflection on what we want as longtime fans. TOS, guys. TOS all the way back. And to be okay. fair, we've been those guys. We if you, if you've been watching us, we've there are so many episodes. There are prime videos, there are unleashed episodes where we are just constantly complaining about this stuff. I've yeah, we've gone on other people's yeah. shows criticizing it. Like we're Yeah. I mean, you know, you know. And now granted, we are the here. ones we are yes, we are the ones who are like, hey, we still want good Star Trek. Sure. So we haven't quit on star trek i guess is the way to put it and maybe that's the difference between us and some of the other youtubers out there we just haven't quit on it yet okay why would it be it's just not the way that's the question though like why why like like at what point do you quit i asked myself the other day like why why am i over star wars because i haven't i haven't gotten anything new or interesting in reasonably interesting since i was 10 years old that's why yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I might have, I got to tell you, um, Picard season three has really changed things for me. But at the end of Strange New Worlds, I started to lose hope. I started to feel hopeless about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, it's, is this, am I never going to get what I miss about Star Trek? Yeah, and then, Strange, Strange New Worlds was sort of like vanilla ice cream. Like, it wasn't bad. It yeah. Wasn't, it but was it just wasn't, sort of like, it was just sort of like, eh. There were things missing, you know, they're like a giant filler episode of Star Trek <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it was like better than all the other stuff, yeah. but still not <clears throat> great. Not what we were looking for. And then Picard season three shows and we're like, oh, my God, oh, it happened. Like, I really didn't see it coming. Um, And so that's kind of why we're out here, because we want more of it. I remember after we saw it, Shane and I were in the car uh, heading back uh, to our studio here and I remember going like, dude, I don't know how you feel about this, but that was outstanding. And he's like, yeah. And we were silent for like 15 minutes. I had an emotional response to it. Yeah, I I had had an emotional emotional response. response. Right. Ask me the last time I had an emotional response to something Star Trek related. Yeah. It goes way back. Yeah, for me, it was since Voyager. That episode where Kim dies. Yeah, probably Voyager was the last time I like really was emotional over what happened. Um, okay, $5 super chat from Insane Hippie. Hippie Insane, trust once lost is nearly impossible to regain it. Kurtzman and others cost the network by ignoring their 80 to 20 of business. Insane Hippie, I cannot, um, I cannot agree with you more. Um, when, when you have lost people's trust, it's just, sure. dang it. You know, it's like, it's done. I get that. And so it's hard. I mean, we're here in the face of a wall of disappointed people and we're saying, trust us, right? That's what we're doing. We're saying, trust us. It's good. And that's so hard to do. We're not, you don't hang out at my house. (laughs) I mean, you come on the show with me and Brian, 
and and you maybe you like us and we think we're okay and we're we're all kind of kind of buddies. But you trust but, you, but you trust us when we're complaining about it. Maybe they do. Maybe it's just confirming what they already know. Okay. And here is this, an instance where it can't be confirmed. You 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 can't confirm it yet. We have to wait until February 16th to, to do it. So listen, I understand if you're skeptical. I understand. Right. And maybe what we tell you gives you a little hope. What we're talking about here today isn't that you shouldn't be pissed off at Star Trek. What we're saying is, are you are you an ideologue or do you want more Star Trek? So do you are you done and now you just want to say screw Star Trek forever? Or do you want good new Star Trek? So I guess depending on which side of the aisle you're on, we're on the aisle where we want more good Star Trek. If you're on the aisle um, where you, where you're like, screw it, I'm done. Now I just want to complain about it. I mean, that's fine too. Um, You know, you can be on whatever side you want to be on, but the problem is, is like, that's not my side. Like I want more Star Trek. So you're actually, now you're fighting against what I want. I, you know, you don't want good new Star Trek. Okay, I want good new Star Trek. So right. we're now we now there's a wall between us in that sense. Right. You know what I mean? So and, and I don't know. You tell us what will get you to want new Star if they fire Kurtzman and they hire oh, I don't know uh, somebody else to do it, Akiva Goldsman. Are you going to come back? Like, does that change your mind? What if Akiva Goldsman comes back and he makes crappy Star Trek still? Now, do we say get rid of Akiva Goldsman until somebody else? I mean, at what, what, what po- point do we just say, screw who's in charge, just make good Star Trek? At what point is that the answer well, if you well, still love Star Trek? Yeah, but uh, so on that note, real quick, let's pretend, right? Let's pretend. Um, Paramount sold uh, Star Trek, the franchise, to Universal. And... Universal assigned it to uh, Jerry Metallus. Okay. And that's it. And that's what Picard season three is. And it, he got free reign to do whatever he wanted. Is, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and said you could do whatever you want. Is that, yeah. is, it, or do I really, is that the same argument? Or like, are you still done? Are you still done with it? Are you still like mad about it? Or are you going to give it a shot? Or are you going to see if it's good? Like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out, see if it's good. Well, if that's the question. That, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, Paramount still owns it, but like Terry Metallus got to do whatever he want. And like the, the people that talk about like the how it has to be twenty percent different or whatever because the Paramount CBS uh, merger that whole thing. It's it's not twenty percent different. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're all on the same team now. Right, they're all on the same team. And this this season, uh, if if, <laughs> if if they did have to use that rule before and if they had to make their episodes and seasons based on that rule that's clearly not the case for this season right john burns super chat picard season two was so bad even liberals hated it (laughs) 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 that show it wasn't bad because it was woke it was bad because it was horribly written writing terribly horribly written and let me tell you there's nothing worse the next thing worst well it's just as bad when something's like terribly woke that's bad but also if it's written poorly, oh my god! Like Willow was just horribly written, terrible, terrible show. Yeah. And uh, remember, we went into Willow trying to be positive about it, and oh, yeah. ended up being, cra- being crap. Yeah, I mean, but Willow is also it also has woke elements. It's like there's wokeness and it's bad writing, and it like 
sort of defiles like the whole franchise. It's just, you know, what's funny is I was, I was, I read an article earlier today about Willow and one of the main characters, uh, the actress that plays the character. And I saw the picture of her like in the real world. And I was like, Oh yeah, makes sense. It wasn't like she was, she went out of her way to be as like, just woke as possible. And the whole article, like it, the whole thing made sense. Like this, this is why this show is like, it's just not going to work because you have people on here that do not care about the existing franchise. They don't care about the story or the characters. And you want them to play the daughter of one of those characters. And they literally don't care. In fact, not only do they not care, they're actively against those characters because they were taught male toxic, you know, uh, toxic males. And you're like, okay, you asking this person to play the the daughter of a character that she actively hates. Yeah. Well, how do you expect her? How do you expect this yeah. person to actually treat the franchise well? Not gonna it's happen. It's not gonna work. Not gonna work. John Burns super chat is Kurtzman the Walking Dead Kurtzman. Uh, Kurtzman currently has a deal going to at least 2026. Uh, somebody was saying that there's like inside rumors, not, 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 no. Somebody was saying that there are rumors going around that he's being fired in April, but like, I've never heard anything like that. Um, I don't know why they would fire him in April. Um, Paramount's not, not losing any money, uh, because of Star Trek, but, uh, I mean, gosh, I don't know if that would be a bad thing <laughs> as long as they keep Terry Metalis on. Yeah. I don't, listen, I, I do not care. Uh, yeah, if they want to let go of uh, of Kurtzman, great. Get him out of there. It's cool. Um, just please, please, like the this is the worst thing to happen that can happen for me is that we all love season three of Picard, um, and the studio decides not to go with Terry Metalis because it's too expensive, or because they can't fit a schedule, and they just go right back to their old ways. And they start and they hire people based on checkboxes to run, you know, entire seasons of some show set before the last show, before the last show. And it's a prequel, a prequel, a prequel. And it's ran by the very first, you know, uh, Peruvian woman of color or whatever. And you're like, right. what? what is happening? What? We had, we had something good. Like, we have something good here. Like, I really, really want to continue with what we have, right? Like, what, what, what we saw. And when you guys see it, you understand how how like apprehensive I have apprehensive because like if it's not successful to the studio for whatever reason, then there's gonna go right there's gonna slip right back into what was making them money because look new track is making them money as much as we hate it it is and, and partly it's because streaming and, and it's and it's and it's and it's a it's a mirage streaming is making them money streaming is new right. everybody is still going from cable to streaming and so they're constantly adding subscribers we don't know how much of it has to do with trek or not but for the next couple of years it's going to continue until most people are off of cable and they're on to streaming and they're just going to keep adding subscribers it's everybody's successful right now right with streaming service yeah so yeah so so that's why they're you know he's going to be here probably for a couple of years regardless until they start seeing some drastic numbers change i want to address real quick david nunya's uh, uh chat here because I think this is really important. He said here, don't tell me if I am a Star Trek fan. I am not going to tell you whether or not you love Star Trek or not. My whole point in that statement was if you love old Star Trek and you care more now about whether or not 
Alex Kurtzman gets fired, then you care about enjoying new good Star Trek going forward, then you have to ask yourself if you're a Star Trek fan. I mean, going forward at least, maybe looking back when you go turn on TNG, I heard some people say they can't even watch TNG now. Some oh, people yeah. are saying they cannot watch TNG. I saw TNG. a tweet. I can't even watch TNG. Like, so, because they hate the actors. No, we, well, yeah, they hate the actor and they hate <clears throat> Alex Kurtzman. Right. I don't know. It's weird. Like, you can't... Uh, listen, I know we live in, in, a, in a day and age where we hate everyone who is not on our side. Right. But let me ask you a question. If you, if you have a president let's say that you hate regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. And that president does something right, beneficial, the correct thing, like to change things for you in some way, shape or form. You're telling me that you're going to say, no, I don't want you to do that because I hate you. You know, you have to ask yourself that question. If Kurtzman is allowing Metallus to go make good Star Trek, do we say, no, no, because I hate you, Kurtzman. I don't want that. Yeah, remember those people on TikTok that were burning their stimulus check because Trump set it up or whatever? It's it's st- like stupidity. They get his check in the mail. They're like, "Dude, this is the stimulus Trump sent out. I'm not accepting anything from him." And they burn it on. You're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I bet that I bet it was another piece of paper. Ain't nobody burning that money. You know, it's funny. So I just want to say, look, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I don't. I don't want you guys to be offended. If you don't want to watch Star Trek. That's fine. I'm just saying, you know, if you're an ideologue, if you only care about uh, the idea of something and, and, and there's no means to the end, I'm just not sure why you're even talking about Star Trek anymore. Like, like, well, maybe they're you like, you know what? I like everything before this and I'm done and I'm not going to watch. Maybe that's how they're a fan. Like they're a fan of what of, of before Kurtzman, before Bad Robot. And sure, they're not, and they're not a fan that. of anything after Bad Robot. Period. The end. And so, maybe there's more nuance to that. So maybe we can separate those people, and they're just not going to do do anything past uh, Bad Robot. Well, it just frustrates me because it, I'll tell you what's frustrating is when you these are the people that that say Picard season three is not going to be good, right? They're they're fighting a war. Well, you've already given up on Star Trek. What is it you're fighting for? If you're fighting for Kurtzman to be fired, there's another Kurtzman waiting in the wings. Right, yeah. There's another Kurtzman right around the corner. Like, if he gets fired, another guy's going to take his place that also doesn't care. That probably also doesn't give a shit about Star Trek because the people in charge don't care. When we find somebody who cares, like Terry Metalis, okay? And when you see in February, don't believe us now if you don't want to, that's fine. When you see in February, you're like, oh, God, this guy knows good Star Trek. Yes, he's the guy who's got to make good Star Trek. For those of you guys calling for for Ira, who did Deep Space Nine, a lot of people saying, bring him back. Well, guess what? When he was doing Deep Space Nine, he wanted to do it completely different than classic Trek. Right. If, he if, didn't want to have nothing to do with Berman if, and Berman era Star Trek. If Berman had not been holding Ira back. Yes. It, it would have been Discovery. It would have been an episode, a season of Discovery set on a space station. 100% true. You guys, <clears throat> you guys think I'm wrong? Go watch the doc. Go watch the doc, what we left behind. And let me tell you something. This guy, had it not been for an equal rep, it was an equal rep of both the right side and the left side of of Star Trek working together, even if they were frustratingly working together, right? Berman didn't like Ira, and Ira didn't like Berman. 
but they were they had to work together to make that show. The reason that show is so good is and so well rounded is because you had both sides of the of this yes. argument fighting to make sure their elements were in there. If it was one hundred percent Ira, it would have been Discovery. It would have been Discovery, right? Yeah. So that that's why you guys like that show. So that's why we all love love DS Nine. It's because it was it was held back in some moments and it was allowed to go forward in others. Right. And, and that made it good. But if you brought him in now, it would just be, it would just be more discovery. Maybe not quite as, as harsh or maybe not as hard as, but it still would be like that. So we're just trying to say like, there's not a lot of people out there who, who can come back to Trek run it, who are willing to like Terry Metalis. And I get that some of you guys are mad at him because he's blocking you on. Yeah. I mean, let's address that. I guess. So he, I guess he's a, I'm, we haven't experienced this personally, um, but if he's a dick on social media, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that he that that's that way. We're not. Well, uh, gonna, we are also not. Uh, we're not reviewing Terry Metalis and saying Terry Metalis is uh, an awesome person. You should give your no. You know we don't know him personally like that, but from our interactions with him have all been positive, and what he made is outstanding. And, and I think what you guys got to understand, yeah, Brian's hundred percent right. And, and what you got to understand is that what's happening is, is there's a war, another war, a war of Hollywood people against the trolls on social media. There's like this war and the battle lines have been drawn. And so what's happening is, is a lot of people who, who come in hard and hot at him, uh, they end up getting blocked and they just got to a point where most of the Hollywood creatives are kind of like, you know what? We're uh, we're just going to block anybody who comes at us negative. So you may come come and say something that you don't think is really that bad, but in their mind they've got this. They're already just blocking everything that's that's negative. So it's not really a personal thing, uh, although I know it feels personal to some people. Um, You're literally wearing Terry Trick hats, yes, because we like the, what he made, guys. We we want yeah, and we want more, guys. Yeah, we're not so simping for Terry Metalis as a person we're simping simping for him as a creative because what we saw (laughs) was so good we're like oh my god this is what i remember from when i was 17 watching tng can i have more please sir yeah yeah i'm we're simping for him as a creative not as a person again we do not know the man like personally like that like we don't go to thanksgiving dinners with terry metallis we know Right. We want, we want like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say like the rest of you because that's not necessarily the case, right? but, but we don't want Kurtzman Trek. We don't want Goldsman Trek. We don't want Ira Bear, Ira Stephen Bayer Trek. Okay. We want Terry Trek. We want Terry Metalis Star Trek because we've seen what it looks like and it's awesome. So when you guys get to see it in February, don't believe us now, go watch it in February. If you don't love it, then I don't know. Maybe we don't have the same taste in Star Trek. We've had the same taste up till now. So I'm not exactly sure why it wouldn't be the case. Now, this is a good point. We also have Seth Trek. We have Seth Trek shirts. Yeah. And we've worn on the show. And we don't, I at least I don't agree with most of what, <laughs> what Seth McFarland says on Twitter. Right. Right. But right. I like what he made. Yes. I like the Orville. Exactly. Yeah. I like Family Guy. I, I like the things he made. I like him as a creative. Do I think he's a good person? I don't know. Well, the, the difference between Seth and Terry is that Seth doesn't engage anybody on Twitter. Right. So nobody gets a chance to find out what that engagement's like. Terry is engaging people. So it's, right. you know, 
your your experience may be more positive or negative. Well, but, Orville Nation, but, five dollars. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, okay. But to be to be but, fair, you're right. Like we don't, we're not simping for the person as a person or their right. ideals or values or what they believe in. We don't care about that. We only care about what they made, and we what Seth MacFarlane made, we loved, and what Terry made, we loved. That's it. Right. And whether you agree or disagree with anything else about what they do, the work is good. And that's what we care about mostly. Um, and we should be kind to people anyways, regardless. Um, $5 super chat from Orville nation. Oh my God. Guinan's bar 10 forward in California. What were they thinking? Yeah, dude, that oh, was awful. That was awful. I hated every second of that. Dude, it was so funny. So bad. Well, I read, so initially when I saw it, like it was on the corner of like, 10th street or whatever i'm like oh that's clever because that can just be a coincidence but then when i saw the bar was named 10 i was like oh come on i i really it was so on the nose i just hated every second of they it they just, just kept good. it at the corner of 10th and you know four ward avenue or something but you, you can't know? because it's actually i hate this the name yeah, of the bar I know. I know. is a position on the ship I know, I know. It's a section of the ship. I get it, but if, the, if it would have been tongue in cheek to have it on Tenth Avenue, or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Well, like they could have been no, clever with. Okay, it. if it's in history, Brian, mm -hmm. what I'm saying is, in the past, if it exists, okay, they don't know where they're even going to put it until the future. No, it I know. I'm not, not saying. I'm saying that as a little Easter egg, it could have been on the tenth. It could have been on the corner of Tenth and Fourth Street, Fourth Street, or something. Oh, like a bar. Right, and a random bar on yeah. the 10th of 4th, of, you know, on the corner of 10th and 4th Street. That would have been cute. It would have been, been cute. It wouldn't have to be, it wouldn't have been canon. But, like, when you actually named it 10th and 4th, I'm like, wow, come yeah, on. Yeah, it, it, it was pointless, but, yeah, I get it, cute. Okay, Easter egg, blah, blah, blah. Right, so, sometimes there's Easter eggs. Like, in Spider-Man, when, yeah. like, the he's driving a car and the license plate happens to be the very first, you know, issue number of the, you know, issue he was introduced in the comics or whatever that, that stuff is it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, but it does make them a little bit of a. It does cause a problem though. If you if you can canonically say that her bar existed on ten forward, and then in the future the bar actually exists on the ship at the ten forward location on the ship, it just makes it kind of weird. Like, did she get to decide where the bar was going to go? Where where ten forward was going to you know no, where the but that could be explained as a coincidence. The bar being mm. named ten forward can't. I would say you're more right, but I still think it would be like right. changing yes. canon. It would be too. It'd be cheeky, yeah. And and we all know how much they've destroyed canon over the years. Oh yeah, these recent years wrecked it. Uh, John Burns super chat two seventy nine. We put up with bad Star Trek when Shatner directed. <laughs> it's true. As much as I love William Shatner, like he's literally my spirit animal. Um, he, I don't think he's a very good director. Well, he's a better actor than anything. Yeah. So I, I love Boston Legal. You guys don't know this, but I love Boston Legal. And there are episodes that are directed by Shatner where half the episode, and this is fact. I'm not, it's not hyperbole. Half the episode is him and James Spader on a balcony talking. It's That's like an interesting conversation. It's, it's maybe it's interesting, but it was almost like, he's like, you know what? Um, I think what I want to do for this, I want to shoot this scene, set it up, and then Alan and Danny Crane can just, you know, recap and like sort of explain the rest of it uh, via exposition with with cigars and whiskey. And like, he just wanted to sit down and relax. <laughs> so he directed himself sitting down and relaxing for the majority of the episode. 
Well, I'll tell you, The Final Frontier, which he directed, the movie he directed for Star Trek, is a is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I still uh, I still row, 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 your boat. I got to send out to you guys. I'm sorry. The the, the row 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 your boats, the uh the climbing the, the I know I'm not going to die cuz I'm not alone. You know, all that stuff hits me in the hits me in the heart, so I didn't mind oh, that the, so much. The second star on the left. <laughs> what does it say? Second yeah. star to the right. And, and uh, on, on till morning. Straight on till morning. Um, yeah, yeah, that is a great line and you go Is that from Peter Pan? <laughs> <laughs> it is from Peter Pan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's okay too. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but I, you're right. That was not the best Star Trek movie. Um, John Byrne Super Chat buying Dixie Chick CDs to destroy stimulus. That's, That's right. true. That was a tr- that was a thing too. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Uh, yeah. You're right. They were. Um, <laughs> people were buying, and and by the way, this is. I saw people like when they when Kanye West was. Being Kanye West, like, come on, guys, he's been nuts for like eight mm-hmm. years. I'm not sure why everyone, everyone's freaking out about it now. But when he was Kanye West, was being Kanye West, he was at peak Kanye West, talking about doing the anti-Semitic stuff. People were like burning their $200 Yeezys, like the shoes. You're like, hey guys, Kanye's not in pain. You already bought the shoes. Yeah. In no that, way does that's... that affect Kanye or Adidas. It's like a, it's just a demonstration. It's like, you know, when they burned Bee Gees albums back in the early 80s because they were tired of disco music, you know. Uh, insane Hippie, Hippie Insane, $10 Super Chat. Thank you so much for that Super Chat. I am not angry, disappointed, or mad at Star Trek or the people running it anymore, and that is bad because I know that means I no longer care at all. I have been driven to near total apathy. Oh, my God, I get that feeling. And that's how I feel that- about... Uh- that's how I feel about Star Wars. I, that, yes, I get that feeling about a lot of superhero movies as well. And I get that feeling about new Star Trek. Um, so I, I get it. Sometimes um, he gets that feeling when I've been on the phone for too long with him. And I, can, <laughs> I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easier to be disappointed when you've, when you've seen the best of things. And, as we get older, I think that happens more frequently. But, you know, being apathetic about Star Trek up till now is, I totally get it. And, and here's the thing. Picard season three is great. But I can't no longer, I can't even be excited about future Star Trek because right. I don't know if Terry's going to get to make new Star Trek. Yeah, we don't know. So we don't know. So I, I'm like guarded in my feelings. Right now, I just want to be all in the moment on Picard season three so we can give as much push to that as possible so right. possibly we can get all i can say insane hippie is i hope that if you do end up watching uh, on february 16th when it comes out and you watch it i hope that you get that, that that apathy feeling goes away at least for 10 episodes so yeah and then come and then come and hang out with us like that, yeah we'll talk about it here that, yeah. that i think that's the thing though too like you know listen when i was younger um mm. And still now, sometimes, to be fair, I mean, we have an actual channel called Raw Rant. We like to complain about stuff. Oh, yeah. And we like to hear other people complain about stuff, especially when it's done in an entertaining way, you know? Um, it's great. When I was younger, though, I really enjoyed um, a guy named Adam Carolla. He was on Loveline. He did the man show. He had a show. He literally struck the chains off of terrestrial radio and said, I'm just going to start my own podcast before anyone else was doing it, even before Rogan. 
And the guy was the number one podcast in the world for a long time. And Adam Carolla is a guy who's a comedian who just sort of complains about everything. And 99% of what he says, I believe in. I'm like, yeah, this guy, you're right. This, the state sucks and government's bad and blah, 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 right? But I realized the other day when I when I booted up Adam Carolla when I was working, I was on my like, well, you know, 15th hour of work on a on a work on, on a on a 12 day straight work week during Christmas and I had nothing to listen to in December. So I booted up the old Adam Carolla app and I booted up Adam Carolla and I went to his latest episode. You could have taken the latest episode and superimposed it with an episode from 13 years ago. And very little of it was different. It was still he was still sort of complaining about the same stuff, whether that had changed or whether or, or, or that didn't matter. I realized right then that this guy's sort of bread and butter is this anger, is this complaint. And sometimes there's a place for it. There's a place for ranting and complaining and preaching, 100%. Sometimes there's a place to enjoy something and to compliment it and to celebrate it. And I believe... That when we want, when we, when, when, and if we watch Picard season three all together in February, I believe we're going to be here celebrating it after the show and not criticizing it. Um, because yeah. we, our opinions have to change when the data changes. Right. We have, and then, we have to yeah, evolve you... our, imp- our, our opinions as information is is changing in front of us. It has to Brian's be. Brian's so right. Evolution, he's, man. He's so right, guys. And here's the thing is like, we could have. Yeah, we could have been, you know, uh, we could have had channels like Doomcock or Nerdrotic or one of these other channels where, you know, where it's the focus is on the rage, the focus is on the the frustration and the anger. And it probably would have been really successful because that's kind of where everybody's mind was on a lot of things. Hell, you know, we watched their channels, so we get it. Yeah. But we didn't, we know in our hearts that when things are good, we have to say they're good. We just won't feel good about ourselves. You know, we, we could have went and made a whole bunch of money locked into this to the angry chat the angry chanting with everybody else but we chose to we just can't have conversations if we don't believe it yeah and to be fair you do get less views when you do a review of a movie and you're like this movie's awesome right you don't it's like an hour of you being like this movie's great this is why i liked it this was great this actor's great this person's great this is great blah 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 and you're like i loved everything about this movie and like was like oh okay well that was a that's a hot take, bro. Sarcasm. <laughs> the same exact flip side of that is when we're like, yo, this is bad. This is stupid. Make, you know, flaming it, making fun of it. That gets a lot more views because it's more entertaining. It yeah. is more entertaining, bro. It is. And you know what? Well, you, we, you want an example of that? Go look at our DC channel where we have our, our, our review of Black Adam up against our complaints of the same right, property. Man. One has 5,000 views and one has 300 views. What's the difference? What's the difference? Well, the tone. The, the tone. tone's the difference. Right. The tone. Uh, $2 super chat from Hiroshi the dog. Thank you for the support, Hiroshi. Go Terry. Yes. Go Terry. Keep making good Trek, please. I just really hope that after this season's done or in the middle somewhere, you get pulled aside. Terry Metalis gets pulled aside and says, okay, listen, we need you to make the next series as well. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. And, John and, Burns- and, and if, if I had my way, Mr. Metallus, if you ever see this, please do the temporal wars. But please, 
I don't want that. Bring back Scott Bakula for one more ride and give me the temporal wards. It's it's going to take place wards. right after the Picard timeline anyways. Not not right after. No, no, no. A hundred years after, right? No, it's... I think it's more than that. Almost a couple hundred years. Okay. Well, you can, I, you not, can, I'm not ready to go that finish, far. You can finish Enterprise. I mean, finishing Enterprise would be cool. Like, going back and, like, doing Enterprise, finishing it would be fantastic. I don't but, know. But you can do but that. They, I don't know if they're going to let them do that. You can do that with Temporal Wars. I don't want to deal with time travel anymore. <laughs> you hate I'm time over travel. It. Yeah, but, but so, Terry does time travel right. That's all I'm saying. Like, 12 that, months I get ago, that. I get that. But let's just stay away from it for a while. Okay. Um. John Burns Super Chat, $2.79. Dark Matter Trek, Star Wars Trek, Peanuts Trek, question mark. And we'll go with this next one. He's also $2.79 Super Chat. Pigs in Space Trek, Sesame Street Trek, Damar Trek. John, I think we know what you're talking about here. Let's go. Or- Orville Nation, $5 super chat. Would you guys say there is some subtle retconning of elements of seasons one and two? You know what I love about PJ? Yeah. He asks questions to get us back on track. Yeah. Like, he like he's always like re like moving us to get us back. To yeah. The spot. We always get off on tangents and then or, and PJ were like throwing a question that throws us back onto the, Puts onto us the back in the spot. Yeah. This is why he's good when he's You're like, a good producer. Hosting. PJ. Yes. Good producer. Good host. Uh, yes, there are definitely subtle retconning elements of seasons one and two. Uh, most notably, the ignoring of things that really we yeah, don't like. Yeah, it's very or, interesting. Or the light, the light comment and move forward about things. Yeah, so, so check us out. People that go, but Terry Metellus also made start, uh, Picard season oh. two. And you're like, okay, yeah. listen, stop, full stop. His name, yes, go Wikipedia. His name is is on season two. But it is public knowledge that he had very little to do with season two because they were shooting season two and season three at the same time. Well, and they had already fleshed the story together before he ever got there. Right. So it was already, the, the where it was going was already determined before he came on board. Right. By Michael Chabon and, and Akiva Goldsmith. So he was fully focused on season three. And what right. was the other guy's name? Shaban? Kiva Goldsman. Or Kiva Goldsman was doing season two. Right. And, he, and, and you go, okay, if that's the case, right, then him simply ignoring things from season one and season two is a sort of a subtle retcon because he just doesn't even recognize it as a thing. Well, what are the what are the big things that, that make people mad? Okay, um, seven of nine changing her sexual preference, perhaps. And also uh, Picard being an android. And both of those things, guys, were from season one. You can thank Michael Chabon for those wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, They're awful. Absolutely not. Not not within Canada's make sense. You cannot make seven of nine uh, gay when Chakotay has not been resolved. Right. You know, and now we know more about Chakotay because of Prodigy, but we'll talk about that later. Um, But also... Um, when they came in and they decided to do all this stuff. And when they made him a um, robot, that was like offensive. It was offensively right. bad when they made him an but, android. But nothing changed. So they made him a robot that's the exact same age he is. He's going to die the same time he would have died. The only difference is his his uh, illness is gone. His disease is gone. Right. He, he doesn't even have any like powers. Right. Like it's consider like... in season two, he was hurt and responded 
the way a hurt human being would respond. Yes. Yes, and like he's emotionally distraught. I mean, all the right. things that he fainted an, like an, an old man would, would faint. <laughs> right. So it's like, let me tell you something. Season two already retconned that shit from season one, guys. Right. Just by ignoring season, it. Right. Season two kind of retconned that that. So in season three, just listen. Season three, leave the baggage at the door. Come on in, because season three is a standalone show. Mm-hmm. Technically, all three seasons were supposed to be standalone shows. Um, but season three is, is standalone. It's more of a TNG, um, a TNG completion story. It's not really so much about anything that's happened before. And the only reason, uh, seven and Rafi are even part of season three is because they're, they had contracts that predated Terry Metallus to be part of season three. And even if they didn't have contracts, Terry Metallus was 100% bringing seven back. And by the way, they're great. Yeah, they're great. And, uh, you know, it, you, you may have hated him in season two, or at least um, Michelle Heard. I did she's not good like Michelle Heard. Three. But you know, she's, she's great. I, I can't believe this. I'm full 180. When I watched season three, I was like, oh, she's actually good. Yeah. It's see surprising. what happens when. See what happens when the right person does it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like now, you got somebody who loves Star Trek, and now all of a sudden, this person, this character we hated, now has meaning and purpose, and is great in Star Trek. Yeah, I actually feel so, bad because like I criticized the actress so much in Picard one and two um, because it's very difficult to separate the actress from the writing. You know, you don't know right. how much of it's the writing, how much of that. So I was criticizing her and her abilities and not the writings uh, most of the time. Cause I like, Oh, she's overacting. It's over emotional, blah, blah. Um, and then I saw her in another show where she was actually really good. <clears throat> and then I, and then we saw her in Picard season three and all those overacting elements and everything are they're gone. Like, right. She, it, it's almost as if the writing and the direction were better. And she is a product of those two things. And yeah. And also um, Jerry Ryan, same thing. Like, like you got to admit, she was pretty much a disappointment in season two. She was there, but didn't really do anything. Yeah. She was like a fixture. She was like, yeah. A lamp. You know. Yeah, and season one we got a little bit of you know Borg action and some stuff going on, but season three, I mean, oh, it's like I'm sorry. I season love... one though that that moment where she turned into the Borg was actually sick. That was cool. That was a great moment. That was like the only great moment of the entire. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was like a good thing. That was it. That was the moment of the whole season. But well, guess what? In season three, she's back, and you really enjoy this. You know, Seven's character has actually grown, right? And we see different things, and it's actually really fantastic. So. Um, another super chat here from John Burns, Boston legal episode. Crane had the Stanley cup. Yeah. The actual Stanley cup. They had the actual Stanley cup in that episode. No, not a recreation, not a recreation, the real Stanley cup because William Shatner was like, well, we can't do it without the real one. Like, well, we can make a problem. He goes, I won't do it without the real cup. (laughs) They spent half their budget renting the Stanley cup for a month. It's awesome. It's such a William Shatner thing to do. That's why nobody wants to work with him. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, John Burns, 279. The movie Soylent Green was set in the year 2022. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, John. That is wonderful. Soylent Green is people. If you have never seen Soylent Green and you love science fiction, uh, Charlton Heston, go back and watch that damn movie today. It is so fantastic. And I just ruined it for you but okay oh you did just ruin it why would you do that i did i'm for sorry the real the new soylent green 
would be like crickets. Cause like, I don't know, for, <laughs> for some reason, every, everyone is trying to get me to eat bugs everywhere I go. Dude, I was at, I was at, um, smart and final and I'm, I'm looking down the health aisle. I'm trying to get healthy. I'm looking for protein bars. Mm. And I see these protein bars where it's like one net carb and 50 grams of protein. I was like, oh, that's great. All right. It's good. Affordable. Cool. And I grabbed, I threw a couple of my, in my, my cart. And I'm at the checkout and the guy's like, oh, these cricket bars are popular. And I'm like, cricket bars? <laughs> yeah, look. And it's, it's like protein bars made with crickets. Lots of protein, bro. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm everywhere I'm going. I'm seeing like propaganda for me to eat bug based protein. I don't, I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but what the hell is up with the bug thing this year? Well, you're looking for it. You're looking and now that's I'm what the whole thing is. You're right. I guess now, yeah. now that yeah. I've recognized it, now I'm like actively looking for it. But now you're I go, seeing it, yeah. I'm seeing ads on Amazon, buy this, buy the, uh, this bug based protein. Well, you shit. said it one time. Now it's on your phone. You know right. how it is. And now that I just say it here, every YouTube video I'm going to see is going to be about eating bugs. I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, for sure. <clears throat> Super chat, Matthew Stevenson. Thank you, Matthew, for this for the super chat. New Trek has done so much damage to Trek. It's hard to accept anything from Bad Robot. I mean, they killed Picard, made him a robot. Hard to care about this character. Also, feel Q would have stopped this. Uh, so this is a really great point. Um, Bad Robot is is we don't want them to touch anything either. There's bad, a rumor right bad now. Reboot. Yeah, bad reboot. There's rumor right now that they're taking on the the Stargate movie. That Amazon is supposedly making. No, and it just no. no. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible thought. We do not. No, absolutely not. JJ is is not in his right mind these days. Um, then what do you mean? The, yeah, the, these days, go back to Lost. Most days, like every, everyone that thought thought JJ yeah. Abrams was like this excellent producer, I have this feeling that he just sort of hid behind other creatives. And just tried to drum up, drum up as much money and as much time and as much fan support as possible. I don't think he's, he was ever been like an an excellent creative. Well, Lost was a cultural phenomenon at the time. It was the most talked about thing happening, um, and and so that has how he got his name. And he just went on to produce, produce, make, 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 and he made money in everything he did. But uh, his lack of care with these IPs have caught up with him. Yeah, real, real, oh. real quick. Um, this is uh, if you, yeah, you probably didn't watch our latest video because it was removed. Uh, it, we're updating it, but um, had you watched it when we reported on that moment when it said Bad Robot was going to be uh, doing <laughs> Stargate, this is what we, this is what I put in here. Like, no God! <laughs> no God! Please no! 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 <laughs> No! <laughs> so Matthew, oh we're God. on the same page. Um, exactly we're on the same page. Yeah. Now, um, I just want to I just want to reiterate that we need to stop looking at this as supporting Kurtzman. Uh, I know that's hard for people to do because he's the name that's been that's been put in there. Okay, we just I, I think we should stop looking at it as supporting Kurtzman, and we should look at this as probably the only opportunity we may ever have to indicate what type of Star Trek we want. Because this Terry Metalis thing, if it doesn't go through and we don't get more, it might be a flash in the pan. 
If if fans, if people don't yeah. come and get excited about it and get loud, and this if if this doesn't become the best Star Trek has made since Discovery, Picard, Strange New Worlds, if this season doesn't doesn't get the message, doesn't get the love, right? Then the the executives who want more money, right, aren't going to listen, and right. they'll just move on to the next showrunner because it's just about making money, right? For, the studio, For them, it is. Yeah, it's just about green, maybe. That's all they care about. They're like We care about good Star Trek. They care about making money. Let's like, make it win-win. They're pimps on the street and they're they're throwing their hose out to the corners and if the hose ain't ain't going to pre- perform, they're going to swap her out for another hoe for another corner. Yeah, like, you hear that all, Terry? Terry, you're a, you're a hoe. Terry, that's what Brian's saying. Terry is our favorite hoe right now. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um if it doesn't perform and doesn't if it's not successful, uh, monetarily, then they're just going to go with the next option because all they need to do is keep Star Trek going. They don't need yeah. it to be good. If it's good, right. it's a oh bonus we made extra. But they that don't actually true. have to continue. They don't actually have to make good Star Trek. They just have to continue making Star Trek. Yeah, that's their goal is to keep it going. One hundred percent. Right. Uh, about about your feeling that Q would have stopped this. Yeah, you know it's a really good point. The reason we all love Q is because. You know, he's just a wonderful character. Part of the only thing about season two that I loved was the fact that there was an emotional moment between him and Picard. So we understand exactly what you're talking about. But thank you for that super chat, Matthew. Uh, John Burns, super chat 279. Adam Carolla dropped his news person and producer. Wait, he dropped Bri- Bald Brian? Is that is that real, John? Let me know. That's crazy because Bald Brian has cancer. Oh, that's a bummer. I mean, yeah, that's a bummer. <clears throat> Uh, and also, f- super chat from John Burns. Everyone likes a little bit of Borg on Borg. <laughs> yeah. But we don't want a Borg series. So make sure that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Thank you, John, for the super chat. Everyone loves a little Borg on Borg action. Did we talk about everything we want to talk about in this? Uh... I think we did. And this might be the longest weekly Terry of all time at an hour and 20, 35 minutes. So. Yeah. So hopefully you guys are understand where we're coming from. Hopefully you're, you know, you know, if you're offended by what I said, then I'm sorry. Um, if you, we want new star Trek. If you don't, we just have to agree to disagree. That doesn't mean we still can't be friends. Can't still love TNG and, and, and TOS I, and everything. Can I argue that that's the point of this whole thing? Like sure. uh, once again, we don't have to agree on everything to enjoy each other's company and to be friends. Um, Perfect example, uh, Jeremy Snyder has been here for a very long time, watching us since the very beginning. He's been supporting us since the very beginning, Jeremy, my boy, Jer Bear. I know for a fact we don't agree on everything politically, but we are. I, I consider you a bro. Um, and that's, why not? Why not? Why can't people just be reasonable? And if, you, if we don't agree on, on this, we can still be friends. And, and the argument here is that if you actually do want good Star Trek, as bros, we're telling you we saw it and it's it's excellent. You should give it a shot. And so just, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. Like watch 45 minutes. And if you don't like it, come back and tell us why. You know, we'll have a conversation that doesn't yeah. involve you trying to punch me, punch me in the face through the internet. By the way, right, yeah. that would be my that would be the super if someone says when people go, when people go, hey, what superpower do you want? Everyone goes flight and visibility. I'm like, I want the ability to punch someone in the face through the internet. 
right? And and I understand like the the what we're dealing with here is like okay, so Doomcock's tweet, right? And this last one of Doomcock's tweet that I want to talk about here. Okay, and this is why a lot of people believe the way they do is because they feel this way. There is no benefit of the doubt. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If you support Pucard, you are supporting those who murdered Star Trek. It's like buying a painting from the asshole who killed your wife for fuck's sake. Only cucks thank people who spit in their face for years. Okay. So it's so excessively offensive. It's so unreasonable thing for what he just said. It's so unreasonable. It's almost and I'll, like, and I'll tell you this. It was almost written to be as unreasonable as possible. Right. And I will say this, you only do that if you put a mask over your face. In all due respect. Because you don't write that stuff and let people know who you are. It's entertaining, man. That's super okay. entertaining. Right, but you don't do that. So what I'm trying to say is but you're comparing you're comparing what happened to Star Trek to somebody killing your wife. Right. Okay. And I got to tell you, if, unless if you're married, then you'll know that that's not true. <laughs> okay. And essentially, we well, got him a cuck. So also something having, he's calling everyone cucks. Okay. So you're calling everyone a cuck that wants good new Star Trek. Listen, no offense to cucks. So that's your, that's your thing. You know, do what you got to do. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Whatever. But he's it's it's a derogatory thing. So I'm just trying to say, like, you can be reasonable when people disagree with you. But this is the mentality that we're saying, like, you can't watch Star Trek. If you're if you're a big fan of Doomcock, listen, if you're a, a big fan of Doomcock, you watch his stuff and you're like, I believe whatever he tells me or whatever, then you obviously can't believe what we're saying, because he's saying that if you watch if you watch Star Trek Picard, you're a big pussy. That's basically what <laughs> right. If you watch Star Trek Picard, you're a and, and Doomcock just basically said that. So note that going forward. Damn. And since I like Star Trek Picard season three, I guess that makes me a big. I guess that uh, makes me a cuck. I guess that makes me a cuck because I'm a giant uh, pussy. Yeah, I guess so. But I got to tell you what, I'll be watching some good Star Trek. So hey, season three and three is good. I'm that must mean I'm a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's funny about no kink shame out there. I'm into uh, older women that paint their bodies green. So listen, uh, that's right. <laughs> zero kink shaming. If you're a cuck, you know, no problem. Do whatever you want. A super chat from G Man. G Man. I pray Picard is great, but the next season of Star Trek Discovery is following it. <laughs> Damn it, G Man. I was like so Ooh, just excited for a second. Then I remembered Discovery is coming behind it. Oh my God, you're right. You know what's funny? It's like, I go, well, they go, what if Terry Mattel has made a season of Discovery? I'm like, I don't think Discovery is savable. It's not. It's not. It's not anymore. You would have to, like, you you would have to kill off, like, most of the cast to make it work. They're going to, they're going to try really hard this season to save it. They're going to. It's, it's happening. Just so you guys know, there will be changes to Discovery. We may not, a lot of people may not recognize the changes, but in inside the camp, they're going to feel big changes. There's going to be a difference in tone. I don't know if it's going to be enough to save it. We don't really know, but I don't think it can be saved at this point. I mean, listen, you changed the Spock's canon and you made him have mental issues and you yeah. gave him a sister and it just, you know what? Screw you guys. That still pisses me you off. Literally, I hate that. Yeah, you, you ruined my favorite character of all time. It's like you went back in time and retroactively effed my favorite character 
of the character you elevate your new character the character i grew up character. wanting to be like i read fictional books written by spock i read books that were written by a fictional person as the cornerstone of how i should shape my life growing up and you <laughs> took that character you took him and you made him horrible to elevate, like you said, a completely different new character that I had never seen before. Right. F you, bro. Yeah. No, that was a huge and, problem. So. And it's canon. It's canon. But the, right. And so you guys see how much that makes us mad, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean we're going to abandon Star Trek. No. And, and we're, we'll watch uh, the next season of Discovery. We'll review it for sure. Um, yeah. If I, we haven't seen it yet, unlike, season, uh, unlike Picard. But... I got to tell you, uh, I'm predicting a ton of salt because for four or five seasons or whatever, that's what it's been. Yeah, like, go to our prime channel. Roles, we make so. a whole lot of Discovery videos? Uh, none. Since season one, we haven't made a single Discovery video. We were yeah. like, we can't say anything good about this. We don't care about theorizing about it. We don't care about the characters. We're not going to fake it and make videos, even though we probably could have gotten a ton of views. Probably. But we don't care about it at all. We don't. We can't even make a theory video about it because we don't care what happens to Michael or who started the burn. We don't. I remember spitballing with Shane going, Shane, you know what? This is whole this new season of Discovery. It's about this burn that makes it so they can't use warp drive or dilithium or whatever. I'm like, what do you think? Maybe we should do a, a theory video. And Shane's like, do you want to watch all of that season? I'm like, no, of course not. He goes, then we can't make a theory video. <laughs> Like That's right. just because I know about the general premise, if I don't want to watch it and I don't care about it, then we can't we can't fake it to make it, bro. Either you either you do it what do what you love or you don't. Right. Like uh, Adam Carolla actually has uh, speaking of Adam Carolla, he has a great thing. He's like, do what make. He has three things. There are three reasons to do something in life. Ready? If it makes you money, if it makes you happy, right? Yep. Or if it makes someone you're effing happy. Those are the three things. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't making you money and it ain't making you happy and it ain't making someone that makes you happy, happy, then don't bother. So Amen. when you go, Hey, you want to make a, 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 a season three discovery theory video? No, it ain't going to make me happy. It's not going to make me enough money to make me happy. And it ain't making my wife happy. So no. All right, well, let's continue this in the member section down the road because I know that we want to talk a lot more about it. Uh, so when we get to the members, we'll have another little discussion about this stuff so we can talk with everybody. Uh, can you read John Byrne's super chat real quick? Oh, Bald Brian does not have cancer. Ah, I thought he did. I'm sorry, Bald Brian. And they de-dropped Gina and Brian. Dude, been with them for like 15 years. And Jay Moore is guesting and he's moving to Texas. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm surprised it took Adam this long to move to Texas considering... That all he complains about is like the building codes in California. <laughs> uh, Jerry Schneider, super chat, Jer Jeremy Schneider, super chat. How long is the show going tonight? Am I going to be able to go to the bar, get drunk, get food, head home and listen to the end again? Jeremy, like every week, you can go do your thing and come back. We'll probably still be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love you, man. Thanks for the support. Thank you. Jeremy for Schneider, chat. my Viking brother. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to wrap up uh, this segment because it's now two hours long. Um, uh, if you like, uh, more, if you want to hear more of this or you have something to say about it, hit that comment section. Let us know what you guys think about everything we talk about today. Listen, I do, I would ask you this question before you comment um, and just call us cocks or shills or whatever. 
Right, because that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, Don't that, come to my house and do it. I can promise you It's that. like 15% of all comments are like, chill. <laughs> um, I just like consider it like genuinely, genuinely consider what was said to, in this video. And, you know, I'd like to just like, talk about reasonably, like reasonable bros. Can, let's be bros. Okay. For this video. And, you know, if you still want to call me a cuck, I guess, you know, no kink shame. Do your, th- do your thing. The weekly Terry on average is 10 minutes long. Just a heads up. Is it really? Right. Right. So we're having one hell of a weekly Terry this week. This is like a this is more like a week. It's more like a weekly a buffet a month, Terry. The monthly Terry. And all you can eat happen. Terry. <laughs> ah, what the hell? It was fun, right? Yeah, it was fun. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, and on to another topic. That's <laughs> hey, the good news is is this doesn't make me mad, so you can you can run with this one. But although it is kind of funny. It's gonna take another hour. <laughs> okay. All right. Give me the give me the fake news Friday when you get right right now. Oh, that's right. We don't have like a little thing for it, huh? Right? I do. I have a fake news Friday stinger. I haven't loaded it in the system yet. I'm ready. Oh, so you're putting it in afterwards? Right. All right. Here we go. Ready. Fake news Friday. <laughs> yes, it is fake news Friday, and what we are talking about today. is Ezra Miller and the Flash because apparently Warner Brothers might be keeping Ezra Miller as the Flash while they fired Henry Cavill and a lot of people are reporting and this is this this is what makes it fake news Friday a lot of people are reporting on a very small tiny insignificant section of the variety article that is then also being picked up and re-reported by like comic book, uh, a bunch of other uh, sites, Deadline, Gizmodo, you name them. They're picking up the Variety article because let's face it, Variety is like a top tier news source, right? So they're re- re-reporting it and they're changing the headline, and then YouTubers are getting a hold of it and they're they're you know leap they're sticking to the most clickbait portion of this thing as possible, and they're saying. The studio f- is keeping Ezra Miller, the pedophile, women abusing, crazy Ezra Miller. They're keeping him as the Flash, but they fired Henry Cavill. And why? Oh, probably because he identifies as one of the alphabet um, uh, LGBT people. Well, no. First off, if this is real news, if they're keeping Ezra Miller. Uh, and then we know they fired Superman. It's not because he's LGBT. We don't even know what he is. I don't even think Ezra Miller knows what he is. Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, it's, it's because of cost more than likely it's because he's probably super cheap considering he can't get a job anywhere right now. Right. And Henry Cavill is premium beef cut. He's like a tenderloin. You expect to pay 50 bucks a pound for Henry Cavill. You're not paying you know, you're paying three dollars a pound for the beef chuck that's four days old. That's called Ezra Miller. My opinion. Well, let's 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 tell people the line in the thing that made people go to this length of of Ezra Miller and all the headlines we're now seeing, where Ezra Miller is returning as the Flash and will forever be the Flash because everybody else is woke. Um, right, and so stupid. and basically, it's it's one small sentence at the bottom of the article. 
And here's what it says. Some executives are amenable to continuing with the actor as the world-saving speedster after the flash comes. So, guys, a couple things to note here. So, some executives are amenable, okay? So, some executives wouldn't mind keeping him is what they're saying here. Now, it's, note, it's at the bottom of this article that's really all about Black Adam. Yeah. Okay? It's at the very bottom, hidden at the bottom. Let me tell you something about news. Inverted pyramid style. That's how people write news. The most important things, inverted pyramid, are at the top. Right. And then as the article goes down, you put the least important information at the bottom. The reason why this is at the bottom is probably because whatever executive told somebody this or whatever they heard from is probably nobody who's involved in nothing. It's the probably executive somebody, in charge of restocking the toilet paper. In work, in, it's somebody in charge of the mailroom or something. It's, <laughs> right. just, it's not like somebody who's going to help James Gunn make decisions on whether or not Ezra Miller comes back. Likely. And, and now, Variety sources, they reached out to this guy like, hey, what do you think about it? Are you guys going to keep Ezra Miller? He goes, eh, maybe, I guess. They could. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, some executives, well, some executives could be one, could be three. This is a very light comment. Right. But what mm. happened is, is people have taken this small little bite and they're just running with it. And now, I mean, everywhere you look, it's Ezra Miller's will continue as the flash because of a B or C reason. And that's just not what's happened. So is it possible that some people might not mind him coming back? Is it possible he even comes back? Yes. But the reason why this is fake news is because this does not say he is returning. Yeah. And, and that is what's happening. It doesn't say that now based on the leaks uh, that we got, we'll talk about more of that in the member section, but there was a, a leak involving the flash movie. And um, based on the leak, I read um, movie looks good. Looks like it might be a good movie. And based on all the people coming out of the screeners, they, like they love it. People like this movie. It looks like, um, so even if the movie is like super successful, let's say it makes like a billion dollars and everyone loves Ezra's, you know, multiple, no, no spoilers here, but there are multiple, not just two multiple, uh, versions of this character. And even, even if they love the way the direction's going, that doesn't necessarily mean they're keeping Ezra Miller around. Right. But on the flip note, if Ezra Miller continues to keep his nose clean and not actually do anything, you know, criminal, monetarily speaking, if the movie is good and everyone likes him in the movie, they know that time is the ultimate cleanser when it comes to community issues. And even if this, and look, Ezra Miller is confirmed crazy. Yeah, no, that's true. He's crazy. He beat on, on camera. He beat, he beat up women. He kidnapped a child. He's nuts. Should he, should he be the flash? No, he already is. So I'm going to take what I got, but I think, I don't think they, they should go forward with a different flash. But time is going to put the more distance between that event, those events and the movie, the more successful it's going to be. And they know they're getting this guy at a bottom cost. Like, dude, I, I mean, they're not they're not going to be paying him as much as anyone else involved in the movie. So yeah. if monetarily, if the movie does good and your star uh, is cheap then it's a winning formula for a studio that, like we said before, that only cares about money. That's all they care about. 
money. Yeah. Yeah. The, the days of like, let's make something great together. That's just not, that doesn't exist. Um, you know, it's, it's the directors and it's the showrunners that really, that really care about what the product is that's being made and whether or not it's good. Um, you know, studio executives just want to keep their jobs and the way they keep their jobs is they, they keep making money. Yeah. So. They keep, they keep the books in the black. Um, that's a shame. and a perfect example, by the way, is Amber Heard, you know, Amber Heard is a Amber Turd is a floating Amber Turd. She is not a great person. She is a bad person. What she did to Johnny Depp was, I think, criminal. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. She's not a good person. Everyone hates her. She's still in the movie. They didn't cut her out because they they know that enough time is going to pass between that trial and the movie that comes out at the end of next year where the majority of normies aren't going to care. Right. Even if they even know about it. They might not even know about it. Like, so, yeah. And well, I don't know how they're not going to know about it, but yeah. <laughs> it was a big, that was a big one. I mean, like, like that trial was huge. my wife was following the trial. I bet you she doesn't know that Amber Heard, it plays Mira in, in That's a good Aquaman. Point. I bet you she doesn't know. That's true. If I haven't told her, she probably doesn't know. So, thing is, like, a lot of people, they just like all that time is going to pass. It's no longer news, and the news cycle in this in this in this day and age is so quick that we're going to forget. We're going to forget that that clothing company a couple weeks ago literally was promoting their their clothing with pedophilia. Everyone's going to forget about that in a year. It's going to be a footnote. I mean, yeah. that's horrible. That's horrible. Someone should look into that for the love of God. I mean, if you're if you're not in the news cycle, you get forgotten. That's that's the way it works. But most of us can't do anything about it but complain. So eventually, no. we're going to move on to the next thing to complain about. And by the time we get to Aquaman, we're not going to. No one's going to. No one's really going to care that much about Amber. I'm sorry to say, no one's going to care that much about Amber Heard. Johnny Depp deserved better. Um, I hope that he gets everything he needs to get from from that crazy person. But because we can do nothing about it, all we can do is move on. So that's what's going to happen. There, she's going to be in Aquaman, and if they continue with Aquaman, she's probably in the next Aquaman. I bet you. I bet you she will be. <laughs> maybe, think, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We don't know. But I bet you, they're not. The, the executives over there are not like, well, um, um, should we do what's best for the fans and the story? No, no. They're saying, um, can we get her a lot cheaper than before because she's nuts? <laughs> yeah, uh, offer her a thousand. See what happens. Right, and Ezra Miller's like. Hey, I know I've had problems. Uh, I'll do the next movie for half my right. Okay, cool. I mean, it's a, it's a money. Like, if, if these people can act like not be nuts and not get thrown in jail, then they can go. Hey, you know what? We can use that to get to pay them less and to then make more money on this franchise. You know, yeah. and you know what? Perfect example. Robert Downey Jr. had a lot of problems. He got paid peanuts for Iron Man. Which yep. spawned a franchise worth a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. No, you're right. You're and right. they paid him next to him. he was the lowest paid uh, written on on cast actor for that movie. That's crazy. Well, he eventually made it back though. So, he eventually so. made it back. Right. <laughs> now, now, yeah. Now he's getting paid like twenty million to like cameo in a Spider Man movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you're gonna pay him. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying. He didn't get what he's get what what he needed, but because of his problems, they got to pay him a lot less because they knew that that he was a liability. And like, I bet you right now they're like, "Hey, uh, 
Ezra Miller's a liability. Let's pay him a lot less. So, mm. I, uh, it's is it possible? Yes. Um, and it's also very possible that Henry Cavill just simply costs too much money. And that sucks because we love Henry Cavill. But, like, if they're keeping Ezra Miller and Gal Gadot and Aquaman and Peacemaker and all these characters, and even Ben Affleck is in the movie, like, he's he's in the teaser. And it's not a teaser that was written before James Gunn. James Gunn wrote the extra teasers. He's writing parts to the flash to support his vision if that happened and ben affleck is still in the universe and so is gal gadot Godot, whatever i don't know how you pronounce your name and ezra miller and jason momoa if they're all still in there and only henry cavill was 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 killed canonically in the flash and he's out of the franchise it had to be money right it's either money or james gunn um just unironically hates henry cavill he might be hard to work with i mean ben affleck he's gonna he's gonna take a pretty penny for batman too so i don't know how much that we weren't talking about how much he makes but he's got to make pretty decent money yeah ben affleck might be more reasonable though like he might be like oh look i'm in i'm in the end credit scene of this movie i'm not gonna charge you $15 $15 million on the same note, Henry Cavill legit in real life. Like he's no longer with black, uh, the rocks, uh, company. Yeah. Good point. So they might, he might, you know, and they go, Oh, and I love it in, in the article. They're like, um, on a, a completely unrelated note, Henry Cavill is no longer with seven buck productions. You're like, that's not in, in no effing <laughs> mother effing way on this planet. Is it not related? <laughs> that's what they're saying. It's not related, but yeah. Oh, Which he, we are, we do have a story for that, I think, later. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Because come on, get out of here. Get right. get out of here. All right, so that, I mean, that's it. The fake news Friday is um, nothing is actually known about this universe. What we do know is that James Gunn is actively, and Peter Safran are actively creating the DC universe. We do not know if Ezra Miller is still the Flash or not after the Flash movie. We don't know. And no, Yeah, and nobody said Ezra Miller might come back. So what was said was as some executives at the very bottom of the article are amenable to the actor returning. So it's the wording is very important there. And a lot of people are just reporting that there's a good chance he's coming back now. That's not what that says. So just be aware. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, Chris, Gal Gadot is in the flash. She, she does a, there's a cameo uh, with her and Aquaman in the flash. <clears throat> All right. You done there. That's it. Let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. Uh, and if I messed up Ezra Miller's pronouns, I'm sorry. I don't know what his pronouns are anymore because they change. I don't think he does either. They change every week. So don't get mad at me because the last time we talked about Ezra Miller, half the comments were correcting the pronouns. I don't know what, I don't know what his uh, Ezra's pronouns are. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Super Chats, Orville <clears throat> Nation, $10. Thank you so much, PJ, for supporting the channel. Terry experienced much misplaced anger of Kurt's Trek directed at him. He is trying to be available to fans, but cannot be engaging this. He just uh, came on board and cannot take on that responsibility. That's a really good point. That's a super fair statement. Like, yeah, a lot of people. Imagine if you got hired at a Walmart, right? And the wall before you got there, um, half the store was on fire. 
<laughs> and and they hired you to manage the employees better and have them stop pooping in the aisle and setting things on fire. And you get there and you, you, you put out this fire and you're trying to like clean up the crap on the floor and you know, blah, blah. And then the insurance company and the company and the customers all come to you and say, you started the fire and pooped on the floor. You're the problem because you're in charge. Well, I just got here. I just got here. I mean, I can understand some of his reactions are like, what? Well, and I wouldn't even say they came in and said, you pooped on the floor. I think what they came in and said was, this is absolutely disgusting. What do you have to say about this? That's kind of what they were saying. So like yeah, they wanted him to be accountable for the for what has happened to Star Trek. And in to his own credit, he's like, I don't want to be accountable for what's happened because, you know, in a lot of ways, he doesn't agree with what's happened, I believe. Right. So, you know, so yeah, you're right. And so a lot of people got swept up in this whole, you know, blocking thing. And I know people are upset. They're like, well, how, how can you expect me to watch Picard season three? If, if the showrunners mean, and it's like, well, I mean, um, did you say something negative? You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Maybe you didn't think you were being mean, but maybe he don't want to hear none of it. I don't know. You know, maybe, you know, some people have the idea that he should have thicker skin and he should convince them to watch Picard season three. But I don't, I mean, come on guys. Like what studio execs going to be like, you know what, John, chambers from north carolina i'm gonna convince you to watch picard season it's just not how it works you know so you got to come in and kind of decide for yourself judge him on the art uh try not to judge him on his on his twitter agree with that um um uh, kenneth said if they could take cavill out of the flash they can take that yeah i don't think cavill's actually out of the flash so cavill's cameo was very very small at the very end of the movie and uh, taking him out is, is is just a matter of literally snipping the last five seconds of the movie off. Mm. So in order to take Cavill out of the movie, you just have to end it early. <laughs> five seconds early. That's it. Um, so if, if they did do that, it wouldn't change anything. All right. Moving on. Oh, there's some positive stuff, man. Oh, we're going to talk about something positive? Watch the view count just went down. <laughs> Everyone left. All right. All right. There's 33 people watching. 34. If any of you leave, we'll know that you don't like positive news. And right <laughs> when you said that, we lost three people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't even know if this would be a clip, but eh, it won't be a clip. But we are going to talk quickly about the new space missions, actual space missions by NASA and other companies, I'm sure. Launching to the moon, Jupiter, and a metal world in 2023. So, I do first off, take this with a grain of salt. It is from CNN. <laughs> Wait, but what's wrong with CNN? I mean, aren't they like... Are, are you a, a Fox subsidi- Bro? Aren't they a subsidiary you... of uh, Giant Freaking Robot? Are you Fox Bro? Oh, Fox. Oh, sorry. Uh, are you Fox, Fox too. If you go to Fox, <laughs> I think you should do the same thing. You know what? In... Take almost everything you see with a grain of salt because you don't know. You know, equal right. opportunity bullshit is what we're saying here. Well, yeah. when you said that, it made it sound like you're picking a side. So no, no, I'm not picking a side. Okay, they're all they're all horrible. They're yeah. All. So, and anyways, like, you know what's is... funny is I think Variety is like the least horrible of the rags out there. And yeah. even even then, you can tell in the writing how they're like 
BSing this, the, the text to get as much views as possible. Well, the good news is this is one of the few stories that it's really hard to like politicize, even though okay. science travel is, or, you know, astronaut stuff can be politicized. Uh, so I think what's interesting about this is that we're about to have a year that we probably the best year of space we've had in maybe 50 years. Okay. Yeah. So in 2023, NASA will kick off a trek to a metal world. A spacecraft will drop off unprecedented asteroid samples on Earth. A historic moon mission will get its crew. And several new commercial rockets could make their launch debut. Not to mention that we're also going to be getting more discoveries from the James Webb, Webb Telescope. And if you guys aren't seeing some of this stuff, this James Webb Telescope images, like put them up to Hubble images, like the differences are incredible. If you're in the remotely interested in like what's beyond Earth, this, mm. I mean, even funny, even talking about the fact that we are on a little tiny globe, a little tiny speck of dust in this gigantic universe. And we're having this like this podcast right now. Yeah, real quick. you Right. If you've ever done uh, any kind of mind altering substances, <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind. Ready? We are on a spinning rock in infinite space. <laughs> infinite infinite doesn't end there as far is no as we, end as we're, far as we know we are this tiny little insignificant little speck of dust floating around another insignificant speck of dust floating around a slightly less insignificant speck in an infinite traveling like 25,000 miles an hour in an infinite void Holy yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't. That's yeah, nuts. You don't want to think about it too much. Yeah. Unless you're dropping acid or something. The more you think about it, the more you just like. Just zone out, bro. I can't. I can't. It's 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 it's, it's, it's it, 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 what's met? It's metal. Like when you say metal world, it's it's heavy metal. It's so gnarly. How how the how the universe is. Anyways, go ahead, Shane. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, so crew assignments for Artemis two. So Artemis, we talked about it a few weeks ago, I think Artemis one launched and it was like the test to see how we would get back to the moon if we could do it. Right. Well, Artemis two, uh, the program is going to go and that, that will actually take it one step further and go to the moon, right. Without people yet, or people will practice Well, people will go up, but they're, they, uh, they'll test it. They won't actually land on the moon, but they're doing crew assignments. Right. So, um, yeah, even though that they're not expected to take off till the spring of 2024, this year they're going to be announced. So I just think this is really super exciting. Uh, sometime early this year, and it really could come out any day now, which astronauts are going to be going to the moon. And that's going to be a cool thing, something we're going to talk about. We're going, I don't think you understand. Uh, 1969, through, I mean, when I was, I was born the last year, I think that we sent people to the moon, 72 or 73. Right. Uh, if you're if you're younger than 50 years old, like you weren't alive when we sent people to the moon. Yeah, I was I was born when they stopped trying after that thing exploded. So there you go. So, you know, that's that's a, in your lifetime. People there will be other people's feet on the moon, which I think is just totally cool. They are going to be sending cargo to the moon in advance this year, which is something we haven't done. So that's going to be super cool. Um, we're sending uh, we have a thing to Jupiter and it's icy moons. I love this. It's called. 
Ready? <laughs> this is great. <clears throat> so the highly anticipated Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer mission known as Juice. Because Jupiter <laughs> Ice Jew Ice yes. Ju- uh, Juice. Got it. Got it. It's awesome. Uh, they're going to be exploring three moons that all have oceans beneath their ice-covered crusts. And scientists want to explore whether uh, the Ganymede's ocean is potentially habitable. Dude, I mean, we've Europa. All, that was in Picard. Europa. You're right. Yeah, because Europa is one of the moons. Oh my God, we're about so, to do the. I'm sorry. Are we? <laughs> wait a minute. Are we doing the Europa missions in the same year that Picard season two did the Europa missions? Close, but yes, actually we are. But <laughs> we're not sending people. Okay, that makes sense. That's the difference. That's wild. That's a good point, though. You're right. There are they going to find life there? Because you know those those oceans could have life on them. So They're going to bring we'll, back we'll life. See. It's going to be like the expanse, and it's going to come into our uh, atmosphere, our rich atmosphere, and grow to like insane proportions, and just take over the planet. Take over the planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boeing's been working for a decade to develop a spacecraft capable of carrying astronauts to and from the ISS, the International Space Station. And 2023 is expected to be the year that this new space taxi is finally up and running. We're going to have a new, uh, new way to get people back and forth. Wait, wait. Which is something- they're going to be able to land it and take off again? There's no way they're taking off from the planet, right? No, th- this is from the International Space Station. No, no. You're yeah, talking but- about from, <clears throat> from where? If they're, if they're taking astronauts to and from the ISS. Yeah. That means they're, it's a new aircraft that's capable of going up there and coming down a reusable aircraft. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what SpaceX has been trying to do. You know, that's what SpaceX successfully launched their solid booster, you know, then came back. Yeah. But you have no idea how insanely uh, futuristic that, that is. I know we all think it's a normal thing, but like being able to take off from the ground, go into space and come back is currently not, it's not, I don't know if that's what's happening. It's not just not possible, but it's also to most people unreasonable to ever think it's possible, which is why they want to, they want to launch from the moon instead of earth. It says here, uh, the Starliner is called the Starliner is expected to round out NASA's plans to hand over the task of transporting astronauts to the ISS to the private sector. SpaceX's crew dragon capsule is already taking up that task and the company aims to launch at seven. I don't think so. I think we still have to, I think we get the solid, uh, solid booster rockets back right now with SpaceX, which is great because that's a huge cost to have to reproduce those. They fall back to earth and are basically unusable again or have to be fixed. So they'll be reusable, which will save on costs, which will allow us to do more stuff. So that's probably but so, they'll still probably have to capsule down and land. It's a reusable capsule, but it's still taking yeah. uh, uh, expendable rockets to get there. Well, yeah, but the rockets, no, they're not expendable. They come back and land, and then we can reuse them again. Really? That's the point. That's what that's what SpaceX did successfully. Interesting. We reusable solid booster rockets. Yeah. We should look more into this Starliner thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. A couple other commercial rockets are also in the works. The Vulcan Centaur. Is that, is that a cool name for a rocket? The Vulcan, Vulcan. It sounds so badass. The, uh, developed by United Launch Alliance uh, and New Glenn, which is a product of billionaire Jeff Bezos' space company, space company Blue Origin. Jeff Bezos is like, I want to call it the Vulcan Centaur. <laughs> right. That's something he would do. Uh, 
it's currently expected to take off in early 2023. Um, and there's a whole bunch of smaller rockets. So everybody's in the rocket race right now. Asteroid samples heading for Earth, a collection of rocks and soil from near-Earth asteroid Bennu, will finally reach their destination this year when NASA OSIRIS Rex spacecraft drops them off on Earth. So we're going to get a bunch of, of um, asteroid samples. Right, is it just me, or should we stop dropping shit, stuff off on Earth? Where else are you going to look at I'm it? I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of sci-fi, and like that's usually the way bad <laughs> shit happens. Like, well, oh, we just dropped a random sample. Up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh, it's a symbiote. Oh! Can we? It's a virus uh, from the stars. In all fairness, that why can't we drop them off of the ISS? Let them study it first, and if they all die, it's on them. Maybe, yeah. They all turn into zombie symbiote people from the planet X. Maybe it's more complicated to like rendezvous. It is very complicated to rendezvous in space, so maybe it's easier just to drop stuff off. All I'm saying is, we should stop taking stuff from space and just haphazardly bringing it to Earth. I think we also need to know that life is like capable of existing outside of earth because right now like if we knew like life could be on asteroids then maybe that would make sense but as of now we don't know that so i'm telling you that's how everyone's like ai is gonna take over the planet i'm like yeah or it could just be a symbiote from a metal (laughs) asteroid world (laughs) the sample will reveal information about the formation and history of our solar system as well as asteroids that may be on an eventual collision course with Earth. So that's important. That's true. How about a metal world? That was probably the one everybody's like, what? After unexpected delays, NASA's first spacecraft designed to study a metallic asteroid is set to launch in October. The Psyche mission will set off on a four-year journey to explore potato-shaped world in the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. This is how we get our first belters, guys. Uh, when was this uh, news release on this on April first? It's like, hey, uh, so we're calling it Psych. No, it's, it's not being silly. Why is it called Psych? The Psych. I don't know. You got to look at the mission. I didn't go that deep into it. Mm. Um, Jeff Bezos. Oh, is here we go. The mission will study a rich, a metal-rich asteroid, also named Psych. So the, the asteroid is named Psyche. No. All right. That's why. I guess that makes Which sense. only appears as a fuzzy blur to ground and space-based telescopes. Interesting. Ooh, the what unusual if, object. What if it's not an asteroid. Right. Right. The unusual object may be a leftover metal core from a planet or a piece of primordial material that never melted. Or, this is not in the article, or, it could be alien technology. Or it's alien. Wait. It's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be, right? It could. I mean, like, it's it's mathematically it's mathematically impossible for life to not exist outside of our Earth. Life, it, I wouldn't say mathematically impossible. I mean, dude, but, with, with, with trillions so and trillions of stars and planets, and like. I don't think, but but when you say mathematically impossible, I think that's not correct. I think point zero 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 one. I mean, still could be a thing. Okay, so let's say it's highly improbable. Yeah, for life not to exist somewhere out there in the in the in space. Yeah, 
Although we may never see it because it could be too far away that right. we, they're moving away from us too fast. Right. That we never see it. Right. So when people, when, but when someone goes, you know, Hey, maybe that little great thing is an alien. People usually go, ah, uh-huh, okay, buddy. Well, I mean, it could be. Could be. Yeah. Uh, the unusual object may be a leftover metal core from a planet. Now, if that's the case, uh, studying it will be like peering inside the very heart of a planet like earth, which we've never seen our core. So if it is a piece of a planet core, that will be huge for scientific study. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So a bunch of missions. I just think it's going to be a really cool year. Of course, everything's surrounded around the moon missions. I cannot wait to just be a part of that in our lifetime. Also, it could be an Autobot. You're right, Ryan. What's that? It could be an Autobot. What? An Autobot. It could be an Autobot. Are we still talking about the piece of metal? (laughs) I can't get over it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's an Autobot. Oh, Ryan gave us that. Thank you, Ryan, for the Autobot. Roll out. Roll out, transform. All right, guys, let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. Moving on. Hey, if you guys are here and you haven't hit the like button, do me a favor and hit that like button, okay? Hit it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, please do. Hit it real good. Hit it hey, good. we still got 32 people watching. That means all but two of you <laughs> all right. didn't get bored to death. Thank you. Yeah, all but two. All right. <laughs> all right, moving on. Well, um, this is only our fourth piece. <laughs> yeah. Fourth article. Jeez. Um, I sort of want to skip the House of Dragon stuff. I'm just, you, you just want to skip them? Yeah. Yeah. I sort of want to skip that stuff. It's not like that interesting. I mean, it's sort of interesting. Ah. You know why it's interesting for me? Uh, can we at least do the one for the wife? Because we reported some interesting information originally. That sh- that really sheds light on this whole thing. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll do that. And one. this this could be really bad for House of Dragon going forward. Okay, and you want to talk about the downfall of Black Adam? I figured you would love that, so yeah, I, I would like left that. that in there. All right, all right. Let me, let me get my angry face on again. Here we go. <sighs> Fractured Vision just wanted to tell us Thailand. I just want to throw that out there. Thailand. That just that's it. Just Thailand. You know, I do miss me some Thailand. All right. <laughs> Tahiti. It's a magical place. <laughs> All right, guys. We are talking about secret meetings. Tequila and Black Adam versus Superman. How Dwayne Johnson's bid for DC power flamed out. <laughs> Well said, well said. Can we can we agree on something? Is anyone else tired of the constant Black Adam was a bomb news? I mean, it's, are you tired It's a never-ending barrage of how much of a huge failure Black Adam was and a bomb and that's the art of decrediting something. That's literally how politics are won. You're right. But the thing is, yeah, was it commercially as successful as you wanted it to be? No. Was it a bomb? By definition, no. And how can you call this a massive flop for DC and not call out any of the other crap that came out before that that made zero money? Because how is Godzilla versus King Kong a massive success? Because this is politics, bro. This isn't movie business. This is about politics. Oh, God, it's so frustrating. 
It's so yeah, unbelievably This is about decrediting. This is about making sure Dwayne Johnson has no power inside of DC. That's all this is. That's what it is, bro. And you know what? It started before Black Adam even came out. The old regime was putting out articles to de- de- to decredit uh, Bla- uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and, for some reason, Zack Snyder, even though it has nothing to do with it, prior to the movie even coming out. It's nuts. It's politics, and it's a bad look, bro. I, I, I hope, I, you know, I have trust in James Gunn, and I do hope that David Zazman continues on his on his axe. He's axing of all this bull crap. But I, I'm, I, it's actually disappointing for me to see other YouTubers flippantly call Black Adam a flop because that's what they read on Gizmodo or because that's what they were told. How can you criticize the news and then repeat the news as if as if it's just common knowledge? When look, dude, this movie made almost four hundred million dollars worldwide. It cost two hundred million. Even if the marketing was another two hundred million, it is not the biggest flop. Not not by even remotely a metric, according to other movies that came out that got sequels that made negative money. So. Why, how can you both criticize Hollywood and bad reporting and then also in the same breath utilize their own propaganda? I mean, because that's that's the point. I mean, let's get back to what the point is. You know, um, Black Adam was supposed to make a lot more money than it did. Um, Dwayne Johnson went to DC and, you know, he wanted to do this movie for a long time. Uh, he's the biggest movie star in the world. So they somehow believe they were going to make a billion dollars. And when it didn't do that, um, the way Dwayne got his way was not palpable by a lot of people in the higher ups. And when he went around Hamada to get an approval to get Cavill, uh, the cameo against the wishes of the people in charge, apparently that didn't sit well with other people at Warner. Yeah, people that are still there behind the scenes that we don't know about. Just so you guys know, there are still people at Warner that we aren't privy to that are still, that are from the old regime. I actually wasn't aware of that until until recently. But there are still executives and people that are in charge of certain things that have the same stupid idea of how to run a business and really sort of backward uh, values are still there. Now, is the guy in charge that no, the guy and ultimately in charge now, David is David Zaslav, completely different, and he's it looks like he's trying to write the ship. But there are still executives that have really poor judgment and bad critical and take everything way too personally and I, and they operate in identity politics on a daily basis and that's their life, and they are still there from the old regime, which is crazy. Well, and you you gotta remember that it was a genius move bringing in James Gunn to run DC to basically kick Dwayne Johnson to the curb. He was like the only guy you could literally hire to come run DC that everybody would have been like, okay, yeah, that's better than Dwayne. Yeah. You know, so it was a genius move by whoever did it. I mean, it was, there was an obvious move here. They saw the power play by Johnson to come in and try to, you know, control the DC narrative going forward. And uh, they squashed it like a bug. And it just goes to show you that these, studio executives these big companies they have a lot more power than you realize yeah um and the smart you know, the smart ones aren't vocal smart ones are right, operating behind the curtain 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a hundred percent true. Uh, even the, the the scariest politicians, you never hear anything from them. Right. Um, so that's probably what it is. You know, and if if Black Adam had made seven hundred and fifty million dollars, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, yeah, no, it, they still might have brought in James Gunn, but I guarantee you James Gunn would be working with Seven Buck Productions. Probably, yeah. Yeah, David Zasloff would have made like, okay, well, yes, I want you to come on with Peter and be, you know, uh, co-presidents of this uh, studio, and you need to work with uh, Seven Buck Productions or whatever. It would have been a requirement. And that, you know, to be honest, it feels like the same old stuff. I want to curse so bad. Feels like the same old stuff with DC sometimes, where it's really hard because we're in this transitional period between that old, really stupid, mentally challenged DC that have no idea how to handle its properties, its studios, and just burn money at the stake, and the new streamlined DC that is actually attempting to create a franchise that can actually last a decade or two. That transitional period is really difficult because some things are like, ah. Sort of feels like the old, like the old, you know, uh, Warner Brothers here, because mm-hmm. when you go, hey, let's not pay this. Let's let's oh, this movie, did, this movie that introduced a new character to most people didn't make a billion dollars. Let's let's ask that whole thing we just set up and start over again. Like we have what six times, six times for the love of God, it feels to me. Like old hat, but mm. we're in a transitional period. No one, no one was officially in charge at, until after that movie or around that movie, and the movie was approved by the old regime. So, even if changes were made in the current administration, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that 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 those changes are going to stick. So I hope now that we have a president with a Bible and a ten-year vision and all this stuff. Mm. If I see one more freaking movie that has an end credit scene that promises something to no fulfillment, I'm gonna be, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. Like I said before, if, if I'm giving James Gunn a shot because James Gunn honestly deserves a shot. He is a excellent creative, and he's never created anything that I didn't like. So you know what? Yeah. Good luck, James. I'm gonna give you. I'm not only gonna give you a shot. I'm rooting for you, bro. Um, but if I get another restart with another goddamn cameo an end credit scene that introduces a character that I really want to see on screen at some point in my damn lifetime and then just fizzles out. I'm done. I'm done with comics. Yeah. I'll be done. That's a good point. You know, uh, I think a lot of people were rooting for a lot of people on the inside were rooting for failure. You know, um, you got to remember that Michael DeLuca, who was the head over at MGM, um, he's now over at Warner brothers and he's new and, uh, and also Pam Abdi, they approved that cameo for Cavill. And that was after film chief Toby Emmerich had already said, no way ain't going to happen. Now he was on his way out with Hamada, but apparently when, when Dwayne went around everybody, that's when people on the inside really, they didn't like that. And I think they were worried about if they move forward with him in the future, what happens next time he wants something that, that doesn't happen. Is he going to screw somebody else or stab somebody in the back? And so when he didn't succeed um, to the level of, of expectations, then I think that was the nail in the coffin. And unfortunately uh, it made it easy also to get rid of Cavill um, who they knew how much they were going to have to pay him. They knew 
they wouldn't have let him cameo. Right. 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 But they it wasn't, let it wasn't him a cameo. signed agreement yet. I get it. But I'm saying they knew how much he wanted. So they had to be prepared to pay it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or they wouldn't cameo him. Right. There's no, there's no point. Then there's a report that Dwayne Johnson went to David Zasloff uh, looking for a multi-year deal for Black Adam and Henry led Superman, which would, which the two properties would interweave setting up a Superman versus Black Adam showdown. Apparently way back in April when, uh, when Zasloff first came in, Johnson pitched him that. Dude, we didn't, we we didn't deserve uh, Dwayne Johnson. I'm telling you right now, he, Wayne Johnson, before James Gunn, before everything, he was attempting to, to write the ship, the DC ship. He was really trying. Yeah. Well, Zaslov's involved. So, uh, something didn't add up and we've been happy with Zaslov's choices so far. So hopefully he saw something that we can't see. And, um, maybe going forward, like you said, you know, we got to give James Gunn a shot. So that's where we're at. We do. Yeah, so uh, uh, not to keep the higher Harper on this, but uh, Black Adam uh, was a flop uh, with a $390 million worldwide haul against a $195 million budget plus $40 million. So that would make it profitable. Like Jesus Christ. It's profitable. Okay? So, but, but in the same sentence... They use the word flop. Okay, so on the flip side of that, Shazam was successful with a $366 million haul on a $100 million budget. So all about was, expectations, man. Yeah, so it was more successful because it made more money. Well, they didn't think it was going to make that much. They figured it would. they wanted to make their money back, and they were happy. When it made three times their money, they were overjoyed. Right. But I remember people mm-hmm. calling Shazam a bomb, too. When, and, we, and you and I were like, what? Why are you calling it a bomb? It didn't bomb. I remember like two years ago, we have videos. We have videos that no one probably ever saw on our main channel. Yeah, it's because it wasn't making as much money as the other superhero movies out at the time. Stupid. Which were making, you know, all the Marvel movies were making a ton. Even the DC movies were making a lot of money. Right. So I'll tell you this right now. You guys think Blue Beetle is going to make you uh, your money back? Ain't going to happen, guys. Mm. You know, it has a budget of over $200 million and no one knows who the hell Blue Beetle is. I am a diehard, lifelong DC fan. Diehard. Right. And I only know, I, I, I have a cursory knowledge of Blue Beetle. That's it. Well, it's coming. They did it. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not rooting against it. I hope it works. I'm just saying, if you expect it to make its money back, it probably was, for whatever reason, they probably didn't cut it. It probably wasn't. Well, maybe they maybe, pro- they maybe they saw it and they were like, you know, this is probably good enough to to become, you know, at the very least, maybe it's going to be a, an even trade. Yeah. And it wasn't impacting the overall landscape of DC Comics. That's important. See, Batgirl and that, everyone goes, like, why did they get rid of Batgirl? Well, because it's actually messing with the, yes. la- like, the ultimate landscape because she would be replacing a version of Batman. That doesn't work. Right. You right. cannot mess with the Trinity. You can't. Agreed. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, those three heroes, they they cannot be effed with. You can't F with them. Not All if right. you want to succeed. All right, guys, listen, that's it. Hit the subscribe button in the comment section to tell us that we're not sweaty enough. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, the other day, someone was like, why do you call uh, yourself a sweaty? I'm like, oh, it's a John Snep thing. John Snep used to call all the nerds sweaties. That's right. Ah, rest in peace, John. All right. Let's talk about House of Dragon. Uh, yeah, the wife one, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Chris says, a Shazam trilogy would have been fine, including Black Adam. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing, by the way, The Rock did wrong. He did not want to be part of, of the Shazam franchise. I guarantee you, if you had made yourself available to Peter Safran, who is making the Shazam movies, who is now the president of the studio then you would probably Wait, is he the he's not the president of the studio peter saffron and and james gunn are co-presidents of dc studios the studio heads right studio heads right they're co-presidents right okay yeah right so peter saffron though made shazam one and two yeah i think this is a warner thing i don't think it has nothing to do with saffron no i don't but i guarantee you though had you made the rock refused to work with shazam because he didn't want the shazam and black adam crossing if he had done Why? the cameos that they asked for in season one, and he had been a part of season of the of the episode of the second movie, you know, it, I guarantee you there wouldn't be like there'd be talks of a, a Black Adam too. I yeah, but why you. didn't he want to be a part of it? He wanted to be separate. He wanted because he's small. He was small potatoes. Right. He wanted to be like That's the why. big the big reveal he, to be on his wants, own terms. He wants to be up there with Superman. No, That's that that, and that was his narcissism. That that, that right. played. He could still be Black Adam right now. I am, I feel if he was actually a part of the movies because they asked him for cameos in both movies and he said no. Uh, so let's uh, switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about House of Dragon. According of to comicmovie.com, co-showrunner reportedly left series after HBO refused. Wait, so let's let's see if you can guess the words that are going to come out of my mouth next, right? <laughs> Co-showrunner reportedly left series after HBO refused to honor their contract or to pay him more money or to let him do his scripts he wants or to promote his wife. <laughs> Which hey, one go is back to, Go back to the three things that you care about. Right. Now, right? I'll get what are they? Them. Now, well, go back to the three things you care about. Repeat them again. All right. Um. Uh. To. Uh, no. No. Your, your your value of the three things that you do things for. Right. Right. Money. Money. Happiness. Happiness. Making or, someone you love happy. Or the person you're sleeping with. Right. Yes. Well, that's number three on Miguel Sapochnik's list. Right. And let me tell you what's interesting about this story, guys. So when he walked away from at the well, season one was airing. We're like, what the heck's going on? Why is right. he leaving the show? It was like weird, you know, um, because he was an integral part of the success of Game of Thrones, the series. Right. Like he was really. And guess what? Season one of House of the Dragon is really great as well. It's good. So his wife is an interesting person here because. Miguel was not going to be a part of House of the Dragon at all. Mm -hmm. And as we reported months and months ago, he and his wife were at this thing for music that had to do with Game of Thrones. 
And they found out that this show was happening. They saw how excited everybody was in the audience about the announcement or about the new show coming. And his wife leaned over to him and said, you need to be on that show. Okay. That's public knowledge. Right. And so that's why Miguel went back and decided to be a part of House of the Dragon. So now that HBO is refusing to promote his wife, he's he quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sure has a lot of control over what he does and doesn't do, um, which which is not going to bode well for him going forward because the guy's like super talented, right? Um, and but nobody's going to want to hire him if if uh, his wife was Alexis there, Alexis Rabbit Rat Robin Robin. If uh, if it's a package deal and she is coming off across as kind of a little difficult. She didn't want him to do house. She didn't want him to be a part of game of the Thrones. Then she wanted him to be a part of house of the dragon. Right. Uh, so she's now that she's not getting what she wants. She's he's like a, and I don't know for sure, but it sure seems like he's a pawn in her game of, uh, of house, uh, whatever. House Dragons. Yeah, you <laughs> like, know what, you know what's playing really, her own game. You know what's funny is she she would have made a great young Melisandre. Oh, yeah, right. Because isn't Melisandre reportedly going to be in the second season? I I don't know. She I think lit- that's something we talked about. But she literally there was a looks like a like a young Melisandre. She's not an actress though. Yeah, she is. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's an actress. She was actually in the show too. I thought she was a producer. She was a producer as well. And she, looked, she was uh, the assistant. She was the handmaiden to uh, whatever her name is, the brown haired. Oh, that's right. But I think she, it's not that she wanted another role, right? No, she yeah, She wanted some other promotion. She wanted a different promotion. Right. Honestly. And she didn't get it. So they left. They should have made her Mel- uh, Melisandre, honestly. I mean, maybe. I don't know if her acting was that Maybe great. she's a bad you're gonna, actress. Yeah, you need a big, you're going to need somebody, you know, who's really good. She was in Banshee, though. I remember in Banshee, she got naked a bunch of times. And she was also in a show called Krypton. Okay. And I think she was fine in both those shows. But again, not, none of those shows hung on her character. It didn't matter if she was there or not. So Interesting. I think well, it's funny. It was, hey, hey, listen, you got you do. There's a there's three reasons reasons why you do something, folks. Either it's making you money, it's making you happy, or it's making you making someone that f's you happy. That's the three reasons, right? Well, so he wasn't making enough money. It wasn't making him happy. It wasn't to stop making his wife happy. Well, that's the one. So it says here, it sounds like Sapochnik uh, wanted Robin to join his and co-showrunner Ryan Condal's producing team for House of the Dragon second season which is a somewhat unrealistic request if you really stop and think about it. HBO clearly agreed with that sentiment as they felt she really didn't have enough experience for such a pivotal role in the franchise. That goes back. The reason why I mentioned that is that goes back to her wishy-washiness about him being a part of this. She almost feels like she's trying to drag him in or dragging him out. Listen, you run your business how you want to run your business, but um, but I tell you, Miguel's really good at this Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, this is going to follow you around Hollywood, man. So if you, yeah. the next time you go get a job, if you, if your wife comes in tow and they're like, Oh wait, so we got to hire both of you. Is that how it works? <laughs> you know, that could end up being a problem. So we'll wait to see whether or not season two is going to be as good as season one. Cause there are no guarantees. He's like, we are a package deal. Okay. Hire my wife to be a producer. <laughs> like what, what do you bring to the table? And she's like, well, I'm in charge of him. 
<laughs> that's pretty much it. Right. Now, I'm actually in charge of him. If you want him, you got to come through me. So, are you saying Alexis Rabin is your pimp? Is that what you're saying? Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, listen, uh, I do hope that season two is good. I did enjoy season one. Um, I didn't actually expect to enjoy it, which was nice. Uh, but it looks like the people involved are no longer in season one are no longer involved. So we'll see how how good or how crazy woke season two gets. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. the way it's going to play out this time. It'll be interesting to see for sure. All right. Moving on. <laughs> see why that was an interesting story? Yeah, that was very interesting. You know, it's like, now we can skip the next one because who cares? Yeah. And what do you want to do last before we go to the member section? Um, you know, it's funny. I started typing something and didn't, which frightens me. <laughs> yeah. You just wrote the, and then stopped. <laughs> That's frightening. Why did I do that? Um, you know what? I was probably typing the good and bad with Star Trek cartoons. Oh, um, I, I did it guys. I did it. I watched prodigy. Oh, let's talk about that then. And I want to talk about that because an article came out that made me go, Oh no. And hold then on, hold on, hold on. also I want to be able to say, Oh yeah. Hold on. But, so you can do the intro for this then. Okay. Go. All right. Well, listen, we're going to be talking about uh star Trek prodigy today because I finally watched the show after all of you guys telling me you need to watch prodigy and me going, I don't want to watch the cartoons. I watched it and uh, something interesting happened. I finished watching it and this article came out at the same time. Uh, now, so which led me to, to talk about the fact that there is a good and a bad with cartoons. Now, you guys have heard me say that, well, it's a cartoon, so it's not really canon, right? Mm -hmm. um, because you can do things you can't do. Now, this is what I want to say about Prodigy. Prodigy may very well, outside of Star Trek Picard season three, Actually, no, include that, actually, for a second. Star Trek Prodigy may be the most Star Trek thing that Paramount has made. Really? New Trek. It may be the most Star Trek thing. It may have the most Star Trek hopeful ideals heart that we look for when we watch Star Trek. Wow. And it's made for small children. Wow, big ups. So... Kudos, because they really managed to grab onto that. And I, listen, I want my kids, if they're going to watch Star Trek, which, by the way, they didn't hold on to this show. No, they did not. But I do. we, we do want to introduce kids to a hopeful type of thing. And But the secret to Prodigy's success, in my opinion, the secret is Captain Janeway. Right. And listen, Captain Janeway, if you guys don't realize it, Captain Janeway... Probably of all the Star Trek shows, Voyager is the most locked into the ideals of Starfleet of any other show that we've watched. Right. Voyager is about maintaining Starfleet's ideals. Right. In this, in the face of extreme adversity with no actual requirement to maintain those ideals. And you can embody that ideal in the acting, in the character of Captain Janeway. Mm-hmm. And it just oozes all over Prodigy. It's like it's like sliding right back into Voyager, right? When you're watching this, 
It really feels like that. You feel like you're getting Captain Catherine Janeway. And I got to tell you, I loved it, man. I just loved it. Um, there's part of the cartoony stuff and some of the kids stuff that I didn't like, but the storytelling was good. The, uh, the, the, you got some Star Trek really cool, like alien worlds and like a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. uh, which was really great. But, but there is a mistake. There is a problem. And this is why when you're talking about canon and cartoons uh, and Star Trek cartoons that you, you end up with a problem. And there's this article by inverse that came out a few days ago. And now that the season one is fully ended for, um, for prodigy, it was really weird the way they did it. Like we got, uh, 20 episodes, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is considered one season over the course of a couple of years, a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. It was really kind of weirdly, weirdly it was weird. It was like, Oh, oh, here's three episodes. Here's another three yeah. episodes eight months later. Then here's 10 episodes. And that's and like six months later after that was doing with another three. Like what, what are you doing? I don't understand. Right. Right. Um, so anyways, here's the, here's the article. It says, Star Trek's riskiest finale of 2022 messed with Star Trek, Star Trek, Starship canon and got away with it. Uh Oh, okay. So this is the thing with cartoons. Okay. Uh, They had a massive, if you guys haven't seen a little bit of spoiler warning here, if you haven't seen the finale of, of prodigy, we're going to talk not in detail, but a couple elements. Okay. Uh, In the, in the explosive two-part season one finale of Star Trek Prodigy, a murderous AI hijacks a massive fleet of Starfleet ships and turns them against each other. Although Prodigy is mostly aimed at kids, its season finale turned out to be bigger and bolder than many finales of other contemporary Star Trek shows. But just how many starships were destroyed? And will Prodigy season two feature yet another new starship? Uh, these are the questions that had to be answered. I'm sorry. And this is what they asked them. This that is, is very interesting. That is almost exactly like the last episode of Lower Decks. Okay. Okay. So this is really important that we talk about this because now listen, they've told us cartoons are canon, right? Right. Okay. So here's the problem. Because this new Prodigy season one is brought up to about the year 2384, the show's timeline is just a few years ahead of Lower Decks season three. And right on the cusp of the earliest flashbacks of Picard season one. So 2385, that's the flashbacks. This mm-hmm. is happening past tense Picard season one. Okay. About 14 years or so. Hmm. Okay. Um, so the post nemesis years after 2379, they're like jam packed with events from three different shows. Okay. But the people the the, the Hagman brothers who are in charge of prodigy, have um, they t- they tell inverse that established continuity didn't impact the huge fleet battle at the end of Supernova Part Two? They said, "I don't think we really had an issue there. I don't think we had to check with anyone." Okay, mm-hmm. I think we considered all the starships there as just a big Easter egg. Why the Defiant and the Enterprise E were involved in this battle? Ooh, rough. Now the fact that he said. I don't think we had to check with anyone tells you just the biggest thing. Yeah. Someone, someone tell Terry that they're using the enterprise E please. Well, I mean, that's the point right is smack is that, dab in the middle of his cannon. Well, the fact, well, and his story takes place well after this 17 years or so after this event. Right. Right. But we, okay. We know. Okay. Hey, go ahead. 
The Enterprise E shouldn't be involved. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, the point is, is that they didn't, we, I don't think we had to check with anyone. So they didn't feel like, they don't feel like it's important that they check with Canon because they're making cartoons. You need to check with people when making Star Trek. Right. It's really important. So who's captaining these iconic ships at this point? And then Kevin Hagman says, what? Stop. We can't answer that. We can't. Um, right. What the Hagmans want fans to remember is that Prodigy is designed as an introduction to Trek for new fans. So while this fleet is littered with Easter eggs, cracking those eggs open isn't the point. If you have a giant fleet battle, basically the size of like Wolf 359, right, with major starships involved, at a time in history that this would be something very memorable. Like this ending of Prodigy Season 1 was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Tons of starships were destroyed. Okay? So that's something that is going to, you know, that that puts a, uh, a mark on canon, on the yeah, calendar. what about the whole synthetic thing and all that? Because you know, like, there's a, so much. I mean, here's the deal. If, if it doesn't matter, then why don't you throw the Millennium Falcon in there too? Why not? Well, you know what? But, but the point, throw the a point Battlestar is, Galactica cruiser. Why not? Who cares? I mean, the the point is, is that they don't. They're not. Listen, as great of a job as they're doing, of of really bringing the heart of of Starfleet and Star Trek to Prodigy to young kids and to people watching it. It is great. It was great. They 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 are not paying attention to what impact they have on the big the big picture. Right. And going forward, they're going forward. These this is going to keep making seasons. These characters, these these characters are going to become, it seems like, important elements to Starfleet. Important characters. I mean, they're going on a ship with Vice Admiral Janeway, right? Mm -hmm. I believe they're going to go look for Chakotay. So um, this is this is coming, and this is that that takes us into a lane where a lot of us Star Trek fans who aren't necessarily cartoon fans are like, whoa, 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 whoa. now we're talking canonically about things we want to know something about. Yeah. yeah. You know, we want to know what happened to Chakotay because uh, we got this whole seven of nine problem still. Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's not just you and I, Shane. When we made that, uh, when we talked about Chakotay um, and his, his actual like future with Star Trek and we mm. made that into a clip, that clip, was our most most watch clipped for two weeks straight? Wow, people that didn't that don't really care about animated stuff still cared about what happened to one of their favorite characters, and I do too. I mean, me too. Like I care. We heard nothing about Chakotay at the F since the end of Voyager. We've mm -hmm. gotten Seven of Nine. We've gotten Janeway. No Chakotay. So um, we've we've even, oh I almost said something. Oh, I almost made a mistake. I almost gave you guys Picard season three news. Almost gave it with something away. Yeah, and I didn't you do almost it. Did, buddy. Caught myself, but it has something to do with Voyager. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually like heard you coming into that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I almost messed that up. I don't know if you're allowed to And you're going to get to see, and I'm like, oh shit, I got to stop. Okay. Um, but so guys, so let me just say for all of you guys said I needed to watch Prodigy. You were hundred percent right. I really, I felt, I fell in love. I love, I love Voyager because it, to me, it's the heart of Star Trek. 
that show, you know, I believe in sacrifice and loyalty and those are part of my core ideals and it lines up with Janeway's ideals. And so getting to hear her voice and, and her leadership uh, going into the show, knowing there's going to be more is just a wonderful thing for me. So I'm glad that I did it. Thank you guys for pushing me. Wow. Shane rarely says that. Usually it's like, yeah, I watched it, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen. Um, yeah. So at the end of, uh, lower decks too, there was this whole AI thing. Even though I enjoyed it, I thought it's not making any sense, but you know what? One of the people in the chat here, Archmage Frey, just said something that makes me enjoy Lower Decks more. And this is how I'm going to perceive Lower Decks in my head canon. Lower Decks is canon only in that's a television show within Star Trek, not real events. I like that. All right. Fair enough. So Lower Decks is a television show inside of Star Trek. Oh, great. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, That's about to get ruined. Yeah, in strange new worlds, but yeah, ruin okay. in, in three months, right? <laughs> not only, not only, not only are we getting time travel, but lower, decks. but we're getting crossover with a cartoon. I don't know. Str- strange new world season two is, is on thin strange. ice. Strange right? <laughs> on thin ice. Let us know in the comment section below what you think. On the way there, please hit the subscribe button because a poultry some of you are actually subscribed. And speaking of strange new worlds, that was the the transition to the next article. Oh, yes, it was. Oh Star- my goodness! Hold on a sec before we go on to it. John Burns super chat two seventy nine. Demar has passed away. Really? Is that accurate? What a bummer! I mean, I'm sure he's telling the truth. Yeah, he wouldn't lie to us. Oh, no, it's a bummer. That's the football player that uh, that went down. Let's see. Live updates, the latest on him. Oh, let's see. Where do we see that? DeMar... <clears throat> Seven minutes ago, it says here on Indie Star, Damar Hamlin collapsed. Mom, whose son, oh, died of cardiac arrest on football field, grieved. Well, they go into a whole story here about it. I just wanted to see. I'm not. I'm not seeing. It's not on Twitter or anything. All right. Anyways, let us know. Uh, send us a link to that if you can, John, so we can see. Because I'm not finding it out here. So we can kind of read it and just say what happened. But thank you for giving us the if that, if that happened. Thanks for the information. John Burns, 279. Liberals, 8H Voyager. They can't hate. stand Voyager. It's oh, hate. is that hate? Yeah. <laughs> this is my problem. I'm old. Uh, hate Voyager. They can't stand Voyager. Because Voyager stands for all those things that, uh, you know, Sacrifice. A lot of things that military people actually enjoy, you know, sacrifice and uh, loyalty and duty, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. All right. You said duty. I meant it, too. (laughs) All right. 
one more story before we go to the members section. So get those members' fingers ready for some ultra good fun. Because just so you know, after this story, we are going into the members section where we'll be talking about Quantum Leap Season 1, Episode 9. Just aired. Um, and but we're going to talk more about why we didn't review that this week because we will be back on that train. Um, and uh, Doctor Who, David Tennant, James Bond, and the upcoming DC Slate. So, get your fingers ready for members section. One more story, and then we're going to the members section. Just a little, little preview for that. Woo! Okay. What we're talking about now is Star Trek's future lying with Picard and not Strange New Worlds. And I, I think, I know exactly what you're thinking right now. You ready? Well, Yeah. Picard is in the future, Strange New Worlds in the past. Of course, it lies with Picard and not Strange New Worlds. But the reception to Picard is going to determine whether or not they actually continue operating in the future versus picking random times in history to operate in. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing, right? They just pick random shit, uh, stuff in uh, yeah, let's do that. Maybe we'll do our academy and over here. You know, well, we'll do con, we'll do con and uh, section one thirty. People like section thirty one, right? And, all right, let's do that. And I, I, they're not even—they don't even care about moving forward anymore. They're just exploring different parts of the of the timeline for seemingly no good reason. But well, the, their reasoning is really weird. I mean, you got Michelle Hurd and uh, and Jerry Ryan at a party, and they made a joke about they were hanging out together. Made a joke about you know lesbian love or something like that. What do you make a great couple? And then somebody, some writer or somebody at side of the show go, that's, that's what we need to do. You guys need to be in love on the show. Right. So shit, that's where their ideas come from. Sometimes it's yeah, weird. It literally, it literally can't. It, the, <laughs> two drunk actors made a joke and a couple of drunk writers wrote it into a show. And now it's part of history. Yeah, that's kind of the problem sometimes, right? Like, holy crap, tequila and some dosakis is what gave us that moment. That's insane. <laughs> Which, in honestly, would give us a moment like that ordinarily anyway. So. Right, that's true. Um, but what's interesting is the reason I like this article so much is because it is obvious, but it's also something we really haven't considered. Um, Strange New Worlds is the new show. It's kind of what everybody's waiting to see. Um, Picard season three is going to sneak up on you and, and you're going to love it. But everyone knows that this is the last season of Picard. So, you know, you typically in your mind would think, well, you know, what's going to come next after strange new world? Something's going to spin off of that. Right. Well, the problem is a strange new worlds is going to have a very abrupt ending. It's going to run smack into TOS. Okay. And right. then it's going nowhere. Right. So really the future does lie with Picard and not necessarily Picard, but what happens directly after that? Right. Right. And we know, um, we can say with 100% certainty that the potential for something great happening after the events of Picard season three, the foundation is laid. Monumental. The foundation is laid to move forward smartly with good Star Trek in a great direction with hope and positivity, it is mm -hmm. laid. The question is, will Paramount, will Alex Kurtzman, will all of those people embrace it and continue making Star Trek with Terry Metalis or somebody with, with a like vision? 
hopefully Terry. Um, the only way they're going to know is from us. Right. We're going to have to let them know. So if you like Picard season three, tell them you want to stay there. Otherwise, how about a Starfleet Academy series? Right. How, how many people want that? Let's raise our hands. It, in Discovery's timeline. Right, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not only do I that? not want that, I actively, I actively hate the idea. Like, it's not like, oh, well, you could just skip that show. You don't want, no, no. I actively think that a Starfleet Academy show set in Discovery's timeline will not only be a completely, a complete failure. I think it will actually somehow drag that series down further than mm. it is in our minds already. A yeah. spinoff of an already horrible spinoff of a horrible spinoff is not something we need. It's actually something that would hurt the franchise as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need it. We don't want it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, I would argue they have, okay, in my opinion, they have nowhere else to go. Like, I, I don't feel like they can really go anywhere but past. I mean, literally, I guess they could take off at where TOS is and they could go end of TOS, I guess, into TNG time frame. Like that area of time has not been explored, but I would caution against it. Like there's so many things that you have to deal with. So they could go like young Picard. They could do that whole thing. Ooh. Oh, which they're doing young Spock, right? They could do let's that. Let's not do that. But let's not. Let's keep going forward. Right. We've oh got enough God. of this stuff, this member berry stuff looking back. Let's like, let's take these wonderful characters that are being made in Star Trek Picard season three and let's move forward with them. I don't care if you're the greatest writer of all time. To take something that is not only successful, but universally loved by most people. And looked back on as fondly or, or as a shaping part of their formative years. And to be like, I'm going to tackle that as a new story. Like, mm. you got to have the biggest balls on the planet. Or just know that you're collecting a paycheck. Because it's going to end badly. You know, it's no, there, no one is going to love a young Picard as much as they love... TNG Picard. It's right. never going to happen. Same with Spock. Same problem. Same with Spock. Same with yeah. The reason why Anson Mount works as, as Pike is we only got, we got such a tiny, insignificant amount of Pike in TOS. Yeah, you're right. So you, you that's a character you could explore. But a young Kirk, another Kirk, another Spock, another McGuire, good luck with that, guys. Well, and, and Yorkshire Geek, old Yorkshire Geek, Geek brought up something I think that was really important here. And this is a fear of mine is that they just drive a big bus right through TOS after Strange New Worlds. They carry on with Wesley, uh, Paul Wesley as Kirk, Ethan Peck as Spock, and then they just go and completely rewrite TOS after Strange New Worlds. That's something that they're setting up. They're bringing in a Scotty. Jeez. They've got a new Hura. Oh, it could literally happen. It could happen, couldn't it? That's scary. It scares me, man. Well, I, the invert, a screener in here said Strange New World is a narrative dead end, and I think it is. Um, because the only way you can continue with Strange New Worlds as your as the future of Star Trek is to do exactly that, is to take something that is universally loved by everyone 
and to, like you said, rewrite it. It's like rewriting. It's like you're, you know what it's like, bro? It's like you've been recording on this VC on this videotape for a long time. And you and you know that if you turn it over, you're gonna record over the stuff you you were recording ten years ago. But you don't have any other tape. The, you're right. I think this is a good point. The only thing that would be interesting, and I'm not saying I want them to do this, but the only way that I might go, what is if they episode by episode repeated TOS. And just updated it for new acting, new situations, new graphics, new all that stuff with the same actors telling the same stories. I'd watch the sh- uh, that. But that would be interesting because most that. people most people haven't watched TOS. Well, yeah. So even if you haven't, that's not, well, that's, that's a good point. Not all, if even if you haven't, even if you saw every episode of TOS, most people haven't revisited it in fifty years, right? right? Like the last time I watched TOS. That wasn't that had nothing to do with like a video we we're making or whatever. Like just casually was when I was a child. Yeah, but you can't change any canon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's got a, it's got to line up with what happened. Yeah, but can okay. but can we skip the episodes that are just like ludicrous? Yeah, no Spock's brain. That's we can the, pass up on that. Skip one. Spock's brain for sure. Right, skip that. <laughs> right, and so that way we we can drive through TOS. Oh my god, dude! We only do like eight episodes per season nowadays. And there was like 25 episodes. So you could do it over. Yeah, you're right. You could do it. So you could do it over like seven seasons and you can literally skip all the episodes that people universally just don't like only do the best of, and you can still get five seasons out of it. (laughs) Yeah, you could exactly because you could do, because they don't. Yeah. So they only had three. So you could just go and do that. I mean, as long as they didn't change any Canon and it was like a reimagining of what already happened then then I would be interested in seeing that. The moment they ruined canon, though, then they would be over. So Dude. it would be a really weird thing to walk. I want to see Trouble with Tribbles. And then I want to see the, a DS9 remade the same way in, in that, you know, canon <laughs> format. And I want, and then, and then when they go back in time, <laughs> I want to see, uh, uh, a reflection of a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. I want to see that. I okay. want to see, see mirror universe. Here we go. So let's, let's get into some mirror universe stuff. Oh, right. I'm just saying like, it would be, uh, it would be an interesting concept. Like I don't want them to do this. I really don't want you to. Uh, but if you felt like you had to, and there was nowhere else to go, that's the only way I could see myself watching it. Right. Right. Um, I like that. Follow, follow Barclay, designing new hot programs. You know, yeah, you can do all that. Or here's an alternative to everything we just spoke about for the last eight minutes. Ready? Here's an alternative to the future of Star Trek. Ready? Continue forward in the future <laughs> of Star Trek. Just continue from Picard's timeline. Stop with time travel. Don't go all the way to the future where it doesn't matter. Don't go back to the past and rewrite or whatever stuff. Just continue in the franchise you already have running right now. Just continue from that moment. Why the F is Prodigy 17 years behind Picard right now? I don't know. Why is it not happening at the same time of what's going on right now? That's a great question. Why isn't it? Why did they go backwards? Seven? Why? Why? Why did they do that? Why? What's the purpose? Well, what, 
Why would uh, maybe you do maybe that? they didn't want Janeway to be so old that it wouldn't work. She's a hollow that's program. Awesome. Who cares? Well, no, we get we get Vice Admiral. Okay, Janeway. that's true. Again, though, so maybe animated. Who cares? Animated. Well, I, I mean, it really. Yeah, what year did uh, what year did Voyager get back? It was the seventy something, right? I don't know. All I know is this: we we have a future that is not a narrative dead end that doesn't require rewriting the past or copying the past. We have a future ready. You know, after yeah. Picard season three, make the next show. Carrying on the future of the universe already established. Maybe that's one reason why you and I like Picard season three so much, because it it's the only thing actually continuing the story. Literally, it's yeah, the, that's a good point. Picard season one and two didn't really continue the story. It continued Picard's story a little yeah. bit in a weird, crappy way. But the only thing moving the universe forward in 30 years is what? Picard season three. Yeah. No, you're right. Since since Voyager, the last episode of Voyager, the only actual forward momentum we've gotten in the Star Trek universe is Picard season three. No, That's you're right. They, but looking at this, they had to do it this way. So Voyager got home in 2377. Um, and in, in order to have Chakotay and Janeway reasonably in this and not as like so old that um, they were like too old really to represent themselves. Then I see why they brought it to a different time frame. Hmm. but, and maybe, maybe I can forgive it for that reason. Cause I wouldn't be watching. I, I probably wouldn't be watching prodigy if it wasn't for knowing that uh, Janeway and Chakotay were there. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it. So what do you guys think? Uh, do they just continue forward? I mean, I know you guys haven't seen season three yet, but do they continue forward from season to season three? Like, let's say you didn't like it. Let's say you didn't even like season three, which I doubt. But let's say you go, you know what? It wasn't my cup of tea. Do you still want them to continue forward in the timeline, like a in a linear way, or would you be okay with? Listen, if they don't like season three, let me and just be honest here. If they don't like Picard season three, then they're not watching any more Star Trek. That, that, that's accurate. Okay. So all I'm saying is let us know what you guys think. Where should it, you want to continue Strange New Worlds or Picard? Yeah. You know? Fair enough. All right. Super chat from John Burns here, 279. Looks like I saw a video that was mislabeled. Okay, cool. That's good to know. So he's still alive. Uh, and that's that's good. Thank you, John, for that. Also, 699 Super Chat from John Burns. The 11th House Speaker vote will start soon with Kevin McCarthy. In the 1950s, the actor Kevin McCarthy was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> is is Kevin point. McCarthy um, Republican? Yes. Why, why is it taking so long to, to elect a speaker? Everybody seems to be pretty incompetent. Yeah. Um, the vote, they, they, you have to get a certain majority of the vote in order to have it succeed, and it's just not happening. Yeah, so to, to be fair, I don't know anything about Kevin McCarthy, um, but he looks like, uh, from just looks alone, looks like a, a rich asshole. So, 
Yeah, so he lost. That's funny. Seven hours ago, Washington Post reported McCarthy loses eighth vote for speaker. <laughs> he ran eight times? Well, no, it's 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 they keep voting. They got to get a majority vote. So he, they, so they, they, keep, they, keep they clearly don't like him. So like, wow. so take your hat out of the ring, bro. They clearly don't like you. Eight times in a row. Look, okay, okay. hey guys, who who do you like better, me or Shane? Oh, you didn't pick me. Let's do it again, Shane again. <laughs> Let's do it again. After <laughs> after the third time, have some dignity, dude, and stop trying. This is dude. This is the longest speaker contest in 164 years. Jesus, like, dude, have some dignity. Stop running for this role. No one likes you. you. You're aligned with CNN on this. It says each failed vote only increases pressure on McCarthy to end the impasse. But it's unclear whether he'll be able to pull it off. Um, it says, yeah. There is no credible alternative. How is that possible? How is there no <sighs> credible alternative? alternative? Like somebody who's who has enough experience to do to be to do the role. I'm sorry. How many people are in the house? A lot. A lot. And you're telling me out of all of those hundreds of people, there isn't a single alternative? Well, they don't have a strong leadership in the in the GOP in the House right oh now. Oh, my God. They're so, they're, yeah. Let me tell you something. Like, a, a lot of the Democrats are, are just either evil or incompetent. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the Republicans are either incompetent or just stupid. And like this is what we have. We have like we have evil people and dummies, or we have incompetent people and apathetic, spineless people. There's no mm. like there's so few people that actually care about the the region that they're supposed to be in charge of in, in this in our government. It's insane. Yeah. And there are people literally as representatives of states that they don't live in. Like, how is that even? A, how did you elect someone that doesn't live in your state? Well, no, they live in the state. They no, just no, don't they live. have a resident, but their primary resident might be somewhere else. Well, that's true. So he needs 218 votes to be the speaker. Uh, looks like the the final tally for the eighth ballot was 201 for McCarthy, 17 for Donalds, and two for Kevin Hearn. So. <laughs> One for Trump? What? And Someone voted for Trump? Can Trump be the House? No. He can't, He's right? Not, even elected. not elected. This is funny. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, well, wait, I, don't wait. Know. I got a question. Can Trump actually do that role as ex-president? No. no he can't, he's right? Not a, he's not a House of Representative person. Ah, interesting. It's a John Burns 270 Super Chat. If no speaker, no work will be done until 2020. Newsflash for you, John. No work. It gets done regardless. Amen, brother. Amen. Let me tell you something, man. The majority of, and when I say majority, I'm saying, let's say over 90% of these a-holes, their only job every two years or four years is getting to the next two years or four years. Yep. Yep. They don't true. care about their state. They don't care about the, the people they represent. They don't care about anything but continuing to use uselessly suck money out of the public like shitty, incompetent vampires that's all they care about all they care about is getting the job again the next election cycle that's Amen, it brother. That's and everything so they true. say before or after is to ensure their next position is secure that's Amen, it brother. that is Sorry. the truth that's why we need term limits 
you get your four years and go home. Yeah, uh, House on, Republican bro. Bernie Sanders has been in, in holding that position for how long? Even if you like Bernie Sanders, that's fine. Well, look at look at Pelosi. Pelosi, forty <laughs> years—that's insane, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. So yeah. we just elected a king. Is that what we did? King of of no one can beat her of whatever they state they're in. Mean, because they're embedded and they have billions of dollars at their, at their right. hands. Because there's too much money put out for them to lose. Queen exactly. of California, there she is. She gets yep. she, she gets her nephews and nieces and sons and daughters and her entire family is has taken over the leadership of the California. The yep. California nephews is, the governor. Yeah, California is run by a cabal of Pelosi's and Browns. And if you think I'm being conspiratorial, you're go not. look it up. The entire no, state not. is basically ran by one family. That's yeah. insane. That's no, insane. You're right. So you can't. So house. And this is how bad the Republicans have it. They won 222 seats in the new Congress. Uh, so for McCarthy to meet, to reach the 218 he needs, he can only afford to lose four GOP votes. The GOP can't pull it together enough to just elect somebody to represent them. Jesus. You know, you guys need to get your shit together. You know, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of McCarthy myself, but like for real, like pull it together, people. That's crazy. <clears throat> John Burns, Super Chat 279. Thank you, John. If I win, I promise you won't see me for years. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> I'm voting for people that aren't going to do the job. Hey, I'll yeah. vote for you if you plan to do nothing. Well, and you can't get term limits put in. This is the this is the ridiculous thing about it. Mm -hmm. You can't get them to vote for term limits because that would get them to vote so that they can't be there forever. And they won't do that. Yeah, of course. Of course, they're not going to vote for their own dismissal of the job. Imagine this. Right. Imagine if you're like, you go into your boss's office and he goes, listen, I want you to know, um, um, uh, I'm thinking about firing you at the end of the year. Um, I need you to vote on it. <laughs> uh, I vote no. Uh, no? Yeah. How are they ever going to vote against their own? Like, that's literally like the, uh, I'm going to vote for you for losing my job. Of course it's not. hilarious. It's hilarious because that's the only way a law can be created is to go through our Congress. No, it should be a God. This should be a Supreme Court thing. Like, honestly, I don't understand. I, I, I love the founding fathers. I'm, they did some great things. Okay. They didn't think about this. They, they didn't just think of everything. That's for damn sure. And in the words of Joe something. Rogan, how can we, how can we assume they got everything right when they wrote the goddamn thing with a feather? Well, it's some <laughs> things have to be changed. Well, the, it's supposed to be a living constitution. It's supposed to change with time. They understood that. So we should adjust things to make sure there's term limits so someone can't be queen of California for 52 years. Oh, God damn it. Well, the, what's supposed to happen is somebody's supposed to come along and defeat them. Except you can't. Right? You can't but they didn't her. anticipate the money problem. Right. They didn't anticipate that people would be able to literally keep anyone else from from winning yeah. with with enough money with they money just didn't realize it it's they're so corrupt and so rich and so embedded they're no one no one's ever going to be pelosi you know what this is how pelosi loses her job she dies she dies at 110 years old of liver failure okay that that's how or she decides to stop and then yeah. when she does that, she's going to make sure the next person is someone in her bloodline. I guarantee it. 
Yeah. Let me yes. tell you, let me tell you what every politician should be like. You, you, however you feel about the founding fathers, let me just put this in here. George Washington was voted to be the first president. He did his time and then he stepped down. He stepped down when most people did not want him to. But he knew he had to set the example for the way the transition right. of power right. needed to happen for our country to succeed. Right. Having a new king would not solve the problem that they came to that they became we became a country in the first place to solve. Yeah, you can't you can't correct you can't correct the mistakes of the past by doing the same stuff. So he had to be he had to have enough intestinal fortitude to step down when he had complete control and power of everything. So it's it's really important that you know politicians people are selfish, human beings are selfish. And that's why we have people who won't step down. They're not doing anything. They right. created all these rules. They, they don't they don't make one law. They do a big package where all the laws are all the things are put in it because they don't want to vote on each thing. So they put a ton of them in one bill right. and then the bill never passes because one person asks for something the other person won't give, even though the other 99 things in there could pass just fine. Yeah, the other 99 things are things that we need that the actual society needs to happen. But they go, you know what? Can we just earmark um, pigs flying in that bill? <laughs> right, right. And that and it won't pass. And yeah. that's how that's why we have gridlock and things don't happen in Washington. Dude, three five point six trillion dollars. So we there was a stimulus bill that the only way they, they they held them hostage. They said, All right, we will vote on the stimulus during COVID for all these people that are out of work. But you gotta approve the rest of the bill too. I mean, that's the way it works. And that's the rest called, of the bill the rest of the bill. Out of four five point six trillion, had four point eight trillion dollars that had nothing to do with the stimulus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's also let's end this with a couple of super chats from John here. Shame term limits—they're called elections. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to work that way, John. Also, George Washington was also an independent. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, he didn't he didn't end up joining the Whig Party, right? Whatever. Uh, fracture vision, Brian. You're being very undude. Relax. <laughs> That's true. I'm very being very uh, undude right now, dude. Dude. Referring to uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, that's great. Okay, yeah, this should be in the member section. What are we doing? <laughs> All right. You're right. It says just to confirm what John said here. George Washington did not represent a political party. Thank you're you, right. guys. We should be in the member section right now. And you know what? That with that being said, because Chris is right, we are gonna head to the member section. All right, then. Let's do that. That's it. That's it. We're going to the member section. How do you get the member section, you ask? Well, let me tell you. You can go to the link in the description of this video, of this of this live right. stream, and click it. However, it does cost a monthly membership, but it's only like half a cup of coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> so come on much, over. Guys. Come on. And we can't even change the price. We actually asked YouTube, like, hey, can we change the price? Like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> you're screwed like, okay, so it's, cool. it'll be like eternally two dollars and 99 cents right so come on over and uh and join us in the member section if you thought we were unhinged the last three hours <laughs> wait till you get to the member section boys regardless of whether or not you come with us or not we will see you next thursday for uh even more fun times